Jam-packed to the rafters. Let's go up to our ring announcer. The following podcast is scheduled for one episode and is our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point. And welcome to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thank you guys for being with us here for episode 264 on this Monday, March the 28th, 2022. We're here to romp you through the world of retro wrestling and a very special tribute in store for you. But before we get to that, I'm Joe Murata. That's Michael Quinn. How you doing there, Michael? Howdy, diddy. Well, we are here to close out March, Mike. We are. Yeah, wow, March already over, huh? Already going to be in the books, folks. And thank mm. you for booking some time to be with OVP today. As booking we, some territory. You can book it, that, too, if yeah. you want to, as we uh, romp you through uh, the world of retro wrestling, but in particular, the uh, career a little bit of Scott Hall. That'll be coming up later in the show. We have a very special tribute for everyone. We also have an opener. Before we even do any of that, we have to remind everyone of a few things. Yes. We do have a Twitter. Follow us there at OVP Podcast on Twitter. You're going to get daily wrestling gifts, no drama, just gifts at OVP Podcast on Twitter. And a reminder, if you have YouTube, you ever heard of that? Yeah, it's it's new. It's a new app that's yeah. out, and it's free, by the way. And you can subscribe to OVP there. That is our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast on YouTube. Also on Vimeo. You might need it for some things. For some things. Um, just maybe, be safe. Maybe this thing. I don't know. <laughs> just be careful out there. Yeah. Uh, so subscribe to us on both of those. People can also email us, right? They can. If they want to. We accept those. And that is ovppodcast at gmail.com. That is ovppodcast at gmail.com. But really, if you want to talk to Quinn and myself and well over a thousand other retro wrestling fanatics, where can people go, Mike? At facebook.com slash talk. Because yes. you, you got to talk, right? It's a talking site. It's a talking site uh, where you talk, you know, with your fingers because it's, you know, keyboard. You yeah, know? finger talking. Keyboard talking. You keyboard know, don't record talking. yourself and leave that. I don't want that. No, we don't have voicemails there. Yeah. Although, there's a search bar there. What do you do? You type in the search bar, our vantage point, dash rush wrestling podcast, bing, bang, boom, tube score, completely hit the join button and you're in. All we're asking you to do when you join our group, folks, on Facebook is agree to one rule, one rule only, which is don't be what, Quinn? A dunderhead. Don't be a dunderhead. And all we mean by that is, hey, you want to talk about old wrestling, you want to discuss, you want to even argue and debate. That is all welcome. That is all well and good. What we ask you to do is, you know, if someone holds an opinion that you don't, let's say about a, the greatest match ever or the greatest wrestler ever, mm-hmm. you disagree, you don't have to treat them like they're a jerk or something like that. We don't, no. Is don't it do, worth it? Just don't. It's not even worth it. It really isn't. <laughs> no insults. It's just wrestling. It's just wrestling. Yeah. Folks. We're just here to talk about it and have fun, maybe kill some time, whatever you got to do. Join our Facebook group. It really is a fun time. We do our best to keep it just lighthearted over there. And uh, if you want more OVP content, some people do. You can go to patreon.com slash OVP podcast. We got two things going on over there. We have the 1984 Canon, which right now is in September of 1984, believe it or We're not. We're deep. We are. We're, it's, it's getting like close to WrestleMania somewhat. We're I mean, getting there. Yeah. The build will begin. And uh, you can watch or listen along with us as we've gone through every episode of WWF Championship Wrestling since January of 82. We're now up to September of 84. You can check that out. And, of course, the cornerstone of the Patreon the WWF pay-per-view reviews everything right now from the first WrestleMania to Royal Rumble 1995 is out right now. And guess what? You know what it's going to be time for? <sighs> WrestleMania coming up this weekend, everybody. Yeah, that one. WrestleMania 11. So 
If you want to get your hands on all of the OVP pay-per-view reviews and the 1984 canon, why don't you browse uh, patreon.com slash OVP podcast. Give it a shot. See what you think. But Michael. Yes. This season, we have a new opener. We as do. we always do. This time around, we asked our fans on Facebook to post an opinion that they might think they're the only people that feel this way. Maybe they're on an island. They're alone. You know, there's mm-hmm. no one else that agrees with them. We asked you to post this opinion by asking, am I the only one? 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 My head is just in my hands with this opening. It's my crowning achievement, Quinn. It's your worst and your best all at the same time. It's one of the worst things I've ever done in the (laughs) editing field. Anyway, folks. Put that on your resume. Yeah, really. The field of participants in this uh, segment was great, and we picked one. Actually, Quinn picked this one. Yeah. This is all on you. I saw this listed, and honestly, it's because I always love talking to Joe about this one (sighs) specifically. I just want to annoy me. He gets gets really funny. (laughs) Yeah, ha, ha, ha. So this was posted uh, by Jack Tunney, incidentally. Well, I mean, it makes sense based <laughs> off this one. Now, if that's his real name, I'm not sure. We don't know. Okay. No, that's him. Oh, it is, it yeah. is President Tunney? With his memorial bench and all that. Right, of yeah. course. And uh, ironically, Jack Tunney asks us, am I the only one who is sick of authority figures? The anonymous raw general manager says, Dude, who cares? No, you're not the only one. No. However... <laughs> Authority figures in wrestling. It is a very complex topic. Oh um, yeah, there's a hierarchy involved. There's some archy. There, there's a lot that goes into it. There's a whole history to it. So in the WWF, obviously they're ubiquitous these days. They have been for <laughs> well over twenty something years, right? Yeah. The new general manager. Authority figures are just the landscape now. There's a general manager now. They're called of I each think show. There's a division between the ones that were just nothing, like that nobody gave a shit. I'm going to run them down. I'd say what even, you want? even Tunny sort of until the end, you know, nobody well, cared that much. Well, here's the deal, right? From the inception of the uh, Worldwide Wrestling Federation until 1978, it was Willie Gilsenberg, and he was actually not really on screen that I, don't I know I don't even of. know who that is. Well, <laughs> see in the Goldust trio? I no, maybe. I don't think so. Mr. Gilsenberg, we can have a word with you, I understand. You just saw what happened. Well, there's only one thing we can do with this fellow. We'll have to suspend him indefinitely. We can't. He'll ruin all our wrestlers if we let him keep on disobeying the rules. Hishashi Shinma was the next one, the next he president. He won that election. Yes, he won the election in 78, and he held the office until 84. Instrumental in bringing superstars from Japan into the WWE, Mr. Shinma played a pivotal role in brokering the global superfight between Antonio Inoki and Muhammad Ali. Very rarely on screen and very rarely even referenced as the president of the WWF. But he was. But he they, was they would the president. pull it out of their ass if they like. <laughs> if there was like some decision that needed to be made. It came out of their ass, Quinn. Hey, you know, you win an election. <laughs> See, I mean, this is during this president era. I've always speculated. You might hear me say election a lot. Yeah. It's because I. It's a president. They like to act like they ran or something. They might have. They, I'm not sure how so, it worked. Uh, I. I've always been trying for years to figure out like what is the cycle. Right. Who elects these What are the people? term limits? Are yeah, there any? Yeah. Right? But uh, Jack Tunney is the one that most fans grew up with. Obviously, in 1984, he came in uh, as part of the real-life relationship with Vince in the Toronto Territory. Jack Tunney was installed as a figurehead president. He held that office until uh, the summer of 95. So uh, you never know what's going to happen. A lot of things can happen at the f- Royal Rumble. Now, with Tunney, let's start with him, because he really was the most notable on-screen the, one. The first one that was 
controversial. He wasn't exactly a bad guy or anything. No, he was frequently derided by uh, both heel and face announcers and wrestlers. Yes, Mr. Tunney. We're just trying to inform the public of what's going on here in the World Wrestling Federation. Obviously, you know who these three knights of the squared circle are, and you're not telling anybody. Now, the thing about Tony, though, that I liked is he did seem like he could be a president of something. He had this vague authority look to him. He was a big guy. <laughs> he was a tall guy. Uh, and he had a little this, overweight, a little overweight, like Jack, an old man, Jack Tubby, they yeah. called him. And he had this very stilted way of speaking where you would believe like, yeah, this guy's not even like a performer. He no. really is the president. You I know, I always thought I didn't know if that was intentional or he just wasn't a speaker. I or, think he was just bad at it. Yeah. I'm dead it, serious. It, it did make him <laughs> seem like. Oh, he's not really... Like, he doesn't talk for a living. He works in the office Correct. somewhere, right? I am fully aware that the decisions of this office are not always popular. And we would see that office, and it was always changing, by the way. He always seemed to be in a different office when he was making a, a decision. A lot of times it's just in that same fucking, fucking conference room, room that also is like the etiquette thing and yeah. like all that stuff. <laughs> Where Mantar ate the ribs. Yeah, like it, they just put a desk and it's some real. stuff. Like. Um, but the great thing about Tony, right, is he would make on-screen appearances in arena and also obviously in pre-tape things. And it was always to announce something, you know, never fucking again will there be three members of Demolition. Right. And stuff like that. Or he would announce big things like the Ultimate Challenge and he presided over that. Big boss man can't feud with fucking Rick Rude because mama jokes or whatever. No, no more yo mama jokes. All yeah. that stuff, right? I've been charged with getting a new world championship belt at Bobby Heenan's insistence. So Tony, in my mind, as a fan, as a kid especially, he was the president yeah. I grew up with, right? He was not an obtrusive authority figure, right, Quinn? Other than that business in late 91, early 92, with when Hogan and they are just Blair. like, that is the first time in the history that I've ever seen them like, all the characters consistently complain about all of them. the president. Yeah. Like, Flair, all of them. Paul Bearer. Hulk Hogan. Gorilla Monsoon. Yeah. Macho Bobby. Man. Yeah, even, like, every, like, anybody. Face, right. heel, doesn't fucking matter. Didn't matter. They all hated him. He but, got booed at Royal Rumble 92. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> he did. He really did. I'd like to welcome you to this fucking event. Boo! Like, the esteemed president. <laughs> <Yeah>. Boo! <laughs> Mr. Jack Pudding! But overall, with Tony Quinn, would you say that the way they used him in, in a sparingly enough manner that he did carry this air of like, okay, if Tony's involved, this shit is important. Right. Or something bad won't happen, allegedly. Correct. Right. He wasn't appearing on superstars every week to make matches. No. Okay. They, they would say sometimes, this match has been signed right. in Jack Tunney's office like every now and then. But he wouldn't come out at the top of every show and plan the card out for the day. Right. So we go to the Gorilla Monsoon era, and Gorilla, obviously, already an authoritative figure, as right. it was, and right? Gorilla is more slightly... He's like the ne next escalation of involvement, right? <laughs> yes. Like, this... When Stone Cold starts, like, really being an asshole all the time... In, in late 96, yeah. Like, Gorilla really has to, like, take hold, because... <laughs> Here's the thing. There's times when Gorilla makes unpopular decisions. Yep. There's times when Gorilla makes popular decisions. Yep. Like, he is all over the fucking place. Like, I was just watching some Raw recently. So I think it's the one right before WrestleMania 13. Right. Where, like, he is making a decision regarding um, should Brett get to fight Sid before WrestleMania 13. And sure. he's like, he deserves it. Bret Hart's the best. Like, he's all this big homer. Mr. Brett. While he's doing this, Vince and King are kind of like both 
wow, Brett Hart's been a real butthole lately. He like he shouldn't get this shot, you right. know? Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't know. So, I didn't, and it's very interesting, right? So like Gorilla starts to get in this like region where he's sort of somewhat a controversial, but not really. A little bit. And yeah. he had his share of uh of run-ins with Austin, like you mentioned, where he threw him out of the building. And Vader attacked him. Vader once. attacked that was a huge deal as a yeah. kid. What the hell is the matter? What the hell do you mean what's wrong with me? You I told you what I was gonna do to Brett Hart. You're out of control! Through. You damn right! And I ain't through yet! We have rules and regulations here! I, have you broken every you're one of them? You damn right, because I don't care about them! Well, what are you gonna do what about I'm it? What I do want you to get your ass out of this building oh. right now! But again, with Gorilla, he wasn't on the show every week making mm-hmm. the matches, right? And he didn't really try to fuck with people too much. He was on the show more, He though. was on the show more than Tony because he worked yeah. there. But he didn't try to, like, mess with people, except for that wild card match in 95, but that mm-hmm. was just for fun. He didn't, like, target a wrestler and say, I'm going to make your life miserable. No, he, there yeah. was no target. He was right. His target was everyone. Gorilla steps down, and they never... They never relinquished the role of president. Remember, he right. like died as president. Right. This is real. But he did hire a commissioner. Yes. And that would be Sergeant Slaughter. That's uh, right after SummerSlam 97. Wait, he was vested with the power of Gorilla Mocha, yes. basically. Like, he was allowed to do things. Well, first off, Red Hart, I'd like to let you know a little secret. You aren't the new sheriff in town. I am. Now, you and I have talked about Slaughter before. In, it. In, right, in he private stunk. and on the show. For the first couple of months, it seems like the fans are behind him and he's trying to keep order like Gorilla. But then as DX starts making fun of him... It's when DX is just like... You know what the final straw for me was at WrestleMania when the powder the in his The powder in the shirt. China just beats the shit out of him <laughs> yeah. and you're just like, who cares what any of this is? Like, when China yes. could beat him up, I was like, oh, he doesn't matter. Right. Like, he's just a goof. Like, you know what I mean? And there was like zero consequences. Zero, right? Yeah. And that's a really around that time because DX was just doing their DX thing, the original DX, yeah. I mean, Sean and Triple H. Slaughter just started getting booed, and he became like a de facto heel. It was because he, he was just, goofy. But it was a weird, like, he just wasn't respected. <laughs> right. Like, it wasn't like that. They did like, it to him. Yeah, it was because DX beat him up, and everyone was like, that's what we wanted to see. Like, fuck that guy. And like, they wore the face shields with the windshield wipers. Yeah, Sean and Triple H really just, he made him just seem like a loser. We're really mature. Yeah. Still laughing about yeah. this. It's funny. It is like, funny. Yeah, ha, ha, ha. And then Slaughter actually stays the commissioner until the end of 98, but by that time, he is now with Vince McMahon by the end of the year, and he's a stooge with Patterson and Briscoe. This is where it starts to shift, right? You start okay. to get this feeling. You're like, wait a sec. Sergeant Slaughter isn't the real power. He's on doing this on somebody else's authority. When I was a kid, I always heard rumblings from the adults who I watched some of these with. Mm-hmm. They'd say, hey, you know, Vince McMahon really owns it or right. whatever. And right. I'd be like, what are you talking about? Like, he's just an announcer. It's you so know? funny how I never realized that, even though it's like on the news and yeah. stuff, just in wrestling, they never said it. You right. know what I mean? But yeah. anyone else would know that. I guess the term owner didn't seem as authoritative as commissioner president. or president, Maybe. right? As like, well, whatever, who cares? So without running through the entire timeline of all the authority figures, I do want to make a couple of points, Quinn, and I want to get your thoughts. I would say that uh, Eric Bischoff was actually the first evil authority figure because they took the real life position over in WCW in WCW because they took the real life position that he had at the time. I think it was executive vice president. He became president and then he joined the NWO and he and people like to point out he did it before Vince and he did the current reigning world heavyweight champion. Hollywood Hulk 
Hogan is he the man or what? That was done really well because, again, you're using real life. It's like the NWO is a realistic storyline as it is. Right. You know? That's where they started to shift the NWO from like, oh, they're sort of rebellious to like, oh, they've gotten on the inside of WCW. Correct. Like they now they have the authority figure on their side. Right. And WCW's uh, bozo, J.J. Uh, Dillon, Commissioner Dillon, was like hapless all the time. <laughs> Well, if you think about it, he doesn't right? have as much power as Bischoff. Exactly. So, like, what is he supposed to do? So, that made sense, and the hierarchy made sense, right? And then yeah. Vince gradually becomes revealed as the owner. Even in 96, remember Vic Venom? Vince, why is the show awful? Yeah. Like, little was, by little. There, there was little things from late 96 all the way up to Survivor Series. Correct. From a business standpoint, I didn't really want to lose Brett. He wasn't paying off from a financial standpoint, but nonetheless, I really didn't want to lose Brett. And now Vince is, is officially by then recognized as the owner. And in my opinion, and I don't think anyone would disagree with this, that's the best WWF heel authority figure thing ever is Vince. Right. There's it's, no way around because that. Because you can't, you can't beat the owner. Right. right. It's like he has unlimited power. And one of the reasons it was so successful, in my opinion, and one of the reasons that nothing after that was, although Bischoff in WWF was good, mm -hmm. I think people agree with right? that. He was good. He was kind of goofy version though. Like he, remember he, he was a thrown in doofus. a dumpster can by Judge Vince or whatever at the end. Like I like that the sentence you said is real. Yeah. No, it really is. Vince I mean was, Vince was he wore a judge's outfit and he said, I'm gonna decide if you should be GM anymore or whatever. He, and he didn't. Yeah. Throw him in the dumpster. Eric Bishop. Here's the thing. There's been a lot of authority figure general managers, right? And here's what irks well, me. That, that, was, that was a shift. That was when they did the brand split, right? Yeah. But here's what has always bugged me about it. And I know you wanted me to talk about this yeah. for some reason. Why it bothers me is, A, it's, they've been doing it for like 20 years. And that's just like way too long. Yeah. But two, you get to a point where the general manager's sole purpose is to fuck with people. Right. And, and how long are we going to do that? Well, you know? okay. You know what I want to say here? Vince was great, right? You know when it started to get the way it is now? When? Stephanie. Well, yeah. When Stephanie started to be a GM or like, even during the like McMahon Helmsley era or whatever. That was okay though, because that was like, right. Vince was away, so but they took the way over. way Stephanie acted during that carried over into like, remember when she was just like the GM of SmackDown or yes, something? Yes, in the early like, 2000s. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, a big important person like you know that thing and she had the like sassy music and Wasn't stuff. Wasn't she a face too usually? She was supposed so, to be yeah. but she not didn't likeable. seem one, like one like you know what I mean? But what do you think that the shift did because again if you think about Austin McMahon or even Bischoff with the NWO there's a storyline reason why Vince the owner is fucking with Austin. He's right. not there to fuck with everyone. Yeah. He's kind of indifferent to most things right? Right. He's just there to fuck with Austin. Right. But then it becomes like, well, this G the new GMs of the two different shows, now they don't even know what the fuck matches they're going to have every single week, which <laughs> I hate that. I hate when they when they make the matches at the top of the show. It's like, what were they planning on doing well, then? Well, to be fair, they started to... I don't like it. Much, I didn't like, like it. They don't even do that anymore. A lot I know. of times it's like a week in advance or whatever, right? Much better. Yeah. It is. Yeah. But what do you think that that shift did to the overall tenor of the shows and the flow of things? I just things? think that it everything became, why is the GM always the focus? Like they, right. We used to live off, like, we didn't even know who the fuck was even doing anything. Like, like Tony, you didn't yeah. see him every week yeah. and be reminded of him, right. you know? Now it's like, we have to be mindful always of, like, this stupid GM. And some of these GMs are just getting stupid now. Why are they just old wrestlers that were not even, like, 
They're like more like Regal style. Some minor wrestler who got injured or something. I'm not going to sign any of you guys. The truth is, on account of your actions, you're no longer the new superstar next breakout star for WWF anymore. That's where I start to ask questions, right? Like, why is, um, what's her head? Wasn't, uh, wasn't Sonya Deville the GM? Yeah, like, why is she? Listen, <laughs> I like her, but, like, she got injured. Why can't she just come back as a wrestler? Like, why has she got to be, right? Like, a, like, why? The authority angle. The Triple H and Stephanie one. I think that's the one that leaves the most sour taste in people's mouths. And you said it, Quinn. It's because of Stephanie. Because Vince was a fucking cartoon character. My semen! He was and insane. He would get... His comeuppance, not every week, but a lot of the time, right? He'd get one. It was a fucking comic. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he he pissed his pants on TV. He would mm-hmm. take chair shots to the head. I'm not saying Stephanie should do he that, just, obviously. just, like, straight up practically be a wrestler. Right. Like, you know what I mean? He would make goofy-ass villain faces, you know? And, yeah. and like, ah! The bedpan. All these things where yeah. it made you want to come back for more. Stephanie and Triple H would just smirk and be like, B-plus player. Yeah. Ah, you stink. And then- You'd have to wait months and months and months and months for them to get come up. And it'd be one thing. And it'd be one thing. <laughs> for example, Triple H loses to Daniel Bryan in the ring. He just loses, right? Or Vicky throws Stephanie in the mud thing. Yeah. Like, it's but like, then they're right back to being like, like oh, two I'm seconds good seconds later, <laughs> like, yeah, they're like, that never happened. We're right. the best. Uh, so, like, where's the... Where's the end point? Yeah. That's why That's why I think a lot of people got fed up. And it got to the point where, with those two in particular, they were actively just antagonizing the audience. So now the main villain are the two non-wrestlers, right? Yeah. Again, I'm using Triple H and Stephanie as the prime example. And also they represented... Stephanie has always been a lightning rod for representing... To, the even, lightning even, rod. Even in real life, the the shift in writing and like it getting worse. Oh, and in like, 2000s? And like, so she was a natural heel. She is. But at the same time, it just seemed like it never fucking ended. It felt there came a point where it felt like, wow, unless Stephanie isn't presiding over the WF, it's never going to ever get better. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, but it's just like, I just feel like she doesn't like, I'm not one of those people who's like really crapping on her. I understand I she wants to like follow her father's legacy and stuff. It's yeah. just, you know, she it shouldn't be writing and, and things like that. I'm sorry. It wasn't done as well yeah. uh, when she was doing Vince those things. This is one of a kind. He's not he a real person in my eyes. As, like, he's insane. Yeah, right? as you know a performer, I mean? there's nobody yeah. like as him. As a performer, a booker, what, like, he, Everything. he just, he's absurd. Like, you'll never find anyone like that ever again. <laughs> Can I ask you a question, though, while we're talking about authority figures here, and Jack Tunney, you yeah. know, his question was like, am I the only one? Saving? No, I think a lot of people are. It's 2022. Right. And we have done this literally. There's been general managers since 2002 in that title. And there was Gorilla and there was Slaughter, blah, blah, blah. Do we need this anymore? Is this helping wrestling? This is is one of those things that I I feel really. See, here's the thing is I don't want it to go away. I just want them to do what they did when it was Shinma and all them and like Tunny and stuff. You said his name right. Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) The point is, is that they need to go to the like, I'm a side thing. Maybe even. I know my idea is stupid, but it's grounded in the idea that like maybe they could sort of make fun angles out of this is that there actually is an election and stuff. That would be funny, actually. (laughs) So they could do stuff with that. Like you have to campaign and like your term is limited and blah, blah, blah. There's a debate. Yeah. You know, it'd be funny. Right. And it'd be like they could make like an event out of it every four years. Like it'd be really hilarious. I actually don't even like the term general manager because general managers shouldn't be making day to day, you know, operational decisions. You should have people to do that. 
I never liked the term general manager because I'm like, what is this baseball? Yeah. Like, I was like, I don't understand like why they're called that. But unless you're George Steinbrenner, who yeah. is a very unique one, the general manager isn't deciding who's going to play that day. Yeah, that's the field manager does that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I hated that term of general manager. Well, it, Shut it's the weird. fuck up about it. Because wrestling doesn't have like teams, so they have to do it that they way. Do, right? And it's SmackDown versus Raw. They do. Yeah, but that's the thing. So if the GM is the essentially the coach or whatever. I don't like it. I don't don't know what else to say. I did like though. um, You know, it's not just a WWF thing. If you recall in other territories, the way they did it is they would use the real life president or promoter or owner or owner and invoke his name Uh, in Memphis. They would always mention Eddie Marlin. Yeah. Well, Lance Russell's like the (laughs) voice of him practically. And then Gordon, we love it. You know, why don't I just call Bob Geigel right now? How about fuck you? How about that? You know, I like the concept of using the announcers as having like a phone line to it, but then they did that in WF with fucking Michael Cole and the remote GM or whatever. Anonymous GM. And what the hell was that, by the way? Yeah. Come on. uh, We don't need to get, I don't want to get that. WF tried this, but they messed it all horrible they, why did they have like a fucking golden phone like hanging on the side or computer or whatever terrible. the hell it was. it was a laptop yeah it's like michael cole always reads it basically he's lance russell yeah but like that's a that's a heavy comparison I know, but what i'm saying is it's <laughs> the same concept or gordon like it's the, the, it's the same concept that those two do where i just got off the line with <laughs> whoever right yeah but it's shitty when it's the anonymous gm why did it have a robo voice <laughs> wasn't and it hornswoggle no, you're thinking of Vince's son. Like, that's different. No, wasn't Hornswoggle also the anonymous GM? He might have been. I think they never was. found out who it was. I no, think. it was Hornswoggle, wasn't it? I think it was never, ever truly confirmed. I and, know. and nobody cared. Oh. <laughs> like, that was the thing. Hornswoggle? Are you telling me you're the one that's been causing all of this misery? Listen to this capacity crowd. I've always found it funny on top of this whole argument of who's in control, blah, 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 is that there's like a weird... The WWE has the most like complicated, stupid hierarchy possible that is always so amusing to me. I never liked it. Here's the thing, is that they've always, in the history of it, have had, oh, there's the commissioner and the GM and the whoever the fuck, Stephanie and blah, blah, blah. Uh But then on top of it, there's like apparently the board of directors and like- Who are these people? Yeah, like the the, the investors and all this shit. And it's like, because remember when WF became like publicly traded, they wanted to work that into the hierarchy. That's just what wrestling fans want. Yeah. And so like like that, that started a manifest. The first time I ever saw it manifest was when that match where like the ownership with Stone Cold was on the line. didn't like, like it. and big boss man made the Stop. thing rise and stuff like that like all that i also never liked when there were co general manager i hate co yeah no co i don't <laughs> want co champions co anything a lot of co get the co the fuck and, away and then from then me on top of it then they started like there was like ecw general manager Stop. you know my favorite one is saturday morning slam general manager oh, mick, mick foley. foley yeah who was also a commissioner by a the half way half an hour show with its own gm it needs it that's only on like upn or something <laughs> someone's gotta run that show yeah. I just think that uh, it's a very unnecessary function. And yeah. again, this is not some old man yells at cloud type of thing. I'm saying I didn't really like it after the Vince era that right. much. I mean, this is not new to me. And I think it needs to be said, though, there are good examples in the modern times, specifically Dario over at Lucha Underground. Well, because Dario, uh, what was it? Dario Cueto, yeah. right? His whole deal is he was kind of a sadist a little bit, but yeah. he wanted to run a promotion that made money. Right. So everything it had he, nothing to do with like control. He didn't give a fuck about the people at all. None of them. <laughs> he was an amazing. Like it was a totally different 
general manager slash owner like dynamic. He was corrupt and yeah. he was sloppy. He was right? absolutely corrupt. Yes, but his whole focus was whatever the whoever the fuck. Let's make the best money making show. Remember when he right. was like, "There's not going to be all oh, I want to cash this in. I need time to promote it." The luchador who holds this unique belt is guaranteed a lucha underground championship match whenever they want. But obviously there is a twist. I like to promote my championship matches, so there will be no cast this scene whenever you want. No, no. When you want to exchange the gift of the gods for a championship match, you will have to approve it by me, so I can have a week to promote the match. He didn't care. Like he wasn't targeting a person, and that was right. what got so old. Is like, let's target Daniel Bryan. Let's target this Whoever guy. The big faces. Yeah. yeah. How about no? How, yeah. about, how about we stop doing that? And how about the wrestlers just want to be the best? Yeah, and then the, you throw other personal shit on top that of that. The thing that made Dario evil was he didn't care if his people got hurt. Right. Like, or it, killed. Or killed, even. People died in, in Lucha Underground. Like, <laughs> it, like in fake life. Yeah. They didn't really die if you've never seen the show. Right. I'm glad you brought that up because that is a good example of it. Yeah. That's actually a well-done version because it gives it a purpose. Yeah. It's not like, I want my show to be good, Hunter, so let's fuck with it. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, you exactly. Know, let's not give the fans what they want. Yeah. Well, aren't you shitty then? And Dario went so far that near the end of the show he got arrested. Like, <laughs> like, like on serious like murder charges or something. Yeah, I don't he know. got he arrested like, for something. Yeah, like in the in the storyline, he wasn't really arrested. Like no, this, this is, is all fake. It's but not like, real, folks. Yeah, it's like, wrestling. Dario is a character storyline on, on TV. It's fic- uh, true yeah. story. <laughs> yeah. So if, if you ever want to see a show where like the GM thing is interesting, like he even had his own like fucking office that was like above the ring or he something. Did. He would peek out. Yeah, and he would peek out. And it was so good. It was, but uh, yeah, I, I think most of our fans would agree that uh, Bischoff was a good authority figure in, in the NWO version, and I think the WWF version. Vince is probably the best one, the most effective one, even yeah. if he wasn't first. Probably Vince and, and mid-90s Bischoff are the top yeah. ever. And then before them, obviously, I thought Tony, Tony was a very convincing president, and Gorilla, that was some fun too, but Man, it really has just lingered on this general manager title function thing. I don't like it. The I never one, did. The newer ones are really bad. Well, I know. They're like nobody. I'm like, why is Adam Pierce running <laughs> Monday Night Raw? He was never a wrestler on WF. Like, he was from freaking ROH, ROH, and he was like, he was a loser there, too. Well, like, that happens. No, no offense to Adam Pierce. I just, he was like a lower card guy or whatever. But, folks, we want to know what you think about authority figures. Have they run their course? Are we wrong? Are they good? I don't know. You let us know, mm-hmm. folks. You can do that on Twitter at OVP Podcast. Shoot us an email or join the group at Facebook.talk. Uh, but, Quinn, when we come back, we're going to be talking about Scott Hall. Obviously, they we're going to pay tribute to him. Uh, Richard Land has put together a very special compilation. We don't know what's on it. We want to be surprised, but a special tribute to Scott Hall will be coming up right after this. I'm not coming to help you. I'm coming to hurt them. Well, okay. Do not fight yourself. Don't touch Austin. me. I'll touch anybody I want. No, you won't touch me. No, no, knock it off. What? Austin, you're this close to losing your life. He's about this close to losing his life. Don't touch me. Look, I'm I not going to no problem with yourself. I don't want to. You just brought it down. You will have a problem with me. No, no, no. What do you mean? He's getting on me. Just calm down. Who the hell? I'm talking this maniac. Calm down. 
Hello, wrestling fans. While we're on a break here, just a quick reminder to check out some friends of the show. These are other independent wrestling podcasts. We want you to check them out. Start with Booking the Territory. This will get you everything for your southern fried, very classy, unprofessional wrestling coverage of the NWA, WCW. It is Booking the Territory. And check out GFA Live with Peter Winson and Kathy as they trek you through some classic episodes of WWF television, maybe a movie you never know. So check out our friends of the show. It is Book in the Territory and GFA Live. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thank you very much for being with us here for episode 264. It is Monday, March the 28th, 2022. And before we get into our Scott Hall tribute, we just wanted to quickly remind you guys that we do have a Patreon. Quinn and I mentioned that. Quinn, it's five bucks a month for the highest tier, right? I mean, yes. we try to make it affordable. We do. We don't want you guys to be breaking the bank, and we certainly don't want anyone to ever feel ripped off or anything no, like that. None of that. It's content based. Like we mentioned, you can get the 1984 Canon that's all the way up to September of 84, and the WWF pay per view reviews out right now is Royal Rumble 95, is the latest one, and coming out this weekend, WrestleMania 11. Woof. Ugh. Hey, we're reevaluating each pay-per-view as we go, right? It's good. I don't think it is. <laughs> um, it's secretly good. I don't think it's secretly good. I think the secret would be out by now. But folks, if you want to get in on the secret OVP reviews, why don't you go to patreon.com slash OVP podcast, check them out, try it out. It's just five bucks a month for everything that we offer. It's not like you only get one review a month. You get everything that's already been released also right. for five bucks. Give it a shot if you want to support us. If you don't, we completely understand. We're just thankful that you're here. Also, remember to subscribe on YouTube and on Vimeo. You may need Vimeo for this review because, as we mentioned, Quinn, we have a very special tribute to Scott Hall. Mm -hmm. As we know, Scott Hall, about two weeks ago, actually uh, passed away, sadly, and the wrestling world was you know, unanimous in their condolences, obviously, and their praise for Scott Hall as a wrestler. And, man... It made me, especially these last few months, we have been doing uh, the mid-90s WWF pay-per-views we're getting into. Yes. And we have been looking at Scott Hall as a wrestler, as Razor Ramon. He really came up he and, like, it, he has an interesting, like, arc where, like, I always thought it was fascinating that he started a little, like, we're not sure about this guy. And then, and then he really, very quickly developed into, like, one of the best they had. Yep. And one of the things we have been saying about him as a wrestler is that he was just such a cool character. He never changed, really, when he turned face. And the reason I'm starting with Razor Ramon is because when Quinn and I both got into wrestling, uh, 94, 95, Razor was one of the top guys. He was. I saw him win Absolutely. the... Yeah, I saw him win the Intercontinental title from Diesel at SummerSlam 94. He was my favorite right there with Brett. Those are my two favorite guys. And he never stopped being a favorite until he left and uh, obviously went into uh, WCW, and I liked him there, too. Quinn, you're, you liked Razor, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you nod. And to me, he was like, it was always like, this isn't like an insult. He was like the second in command, like yep. constantly, right? It was like, you know, he was always your fallback as far and like, but here's the thing is a lot of people are throwing around now that he's passed, uh, oh, you know, greatest in every world champion. He, uh, Scott Hall was so good, like, in his day. I never thought of him that way. Like, I always like, no, he's just raised. Like, he could if he wanted to be world champion. Right. He's, he's so cool. He doesn't need it. It wouldn't have been yeah. out of place for him to win the world title. Yeah. But in at, any promotion. In either. Pro yeah. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, his legacy was, uh, you know, predicated upon the fact that he was Razor Ramon, which was a, a big character for the WWF. It really was a, an interesting character. Right. Great look. 
great ring name, by the way. Mm-hmm. One of the things, I, of all things that I think gets overlooked sometimes about Scott Hall is just how great of a wrestler he was. He was a good wrestler. He was a really good wrestler. I think the thing that gets um, overlooked, and I'm finally starting to see people do this on Twitter. I think Ian said something about it or whatever. He's a very big guy. Very big. Um, because, big you know, he, he when he first started, he was like in the land of giants. Mm-hmm. I think that immediately like dulled the idea that he was very big. But like I always noticed it. I was always like, this guy is ginormous. He, like, is a big he doesn't dude. really know because he's always standing next to Nash. That's the thing. And, like, standing yeah. next to Kevin Nash like, for years will do that too. He's a, he and like honestly, like he if you ran into him in a supermarket, like <laughs> this guy would be towering and be hulking and like he was he's just gigantic. Yeah. And so, he's a very in, um, not intimidating, um, imposing, like in, imposing, impressive sure. physique and figure. I agree with yeah, you. You know, and a good promo too. Yeah. He was a well-rounded wrestler. I think yeah. is the point here. And obviously, a lot of people are familiar with his personal struggles. It was great to see that he did uh, overcome that quite a bit. You know, later in he's life, he's a very positive story. Um, after a very like dark period of time, yeah, that felt at the time endless. Mm-hmm. Um. But in fact, he got to live many years post that. Yeah, he did. You know, he did. He really did get to, you know, uh, get it, things were much better later. Yep. And a lot of his contemporaries, such as uh, obviously Kevin Nash and Shawn Michaels and Shawn Waltman and Bret Hart. Right. Are, have been speaking. So many stories have come out about how just what a good guy he was. He's very supportive. He never. Yep. Uh, he the, His friends. He was. That was his friends for life. It sounds like. Yeah. Uh, that, that seems to be a lot of the stories. For life. Yeah. <laughs> w for life. Yeah. It didn't matter. Real. Like, it didn't matter where they were or what yep. they were doing. Like, I mean, Scott Hall between companies was. Uh, uh, apparently in contact with all his friends yeah. you know just seems like he was a good guy loved yeah. the business and was great at what he did so we're here not to give you a career retrospective uh we had asked richard to put together something for us we don't know what's on it we wanted to be surprised that was the idea mm-hmm. here but thank you to richard land uh, for putting together a very special video compilation of razor ramon we're going to Look at this as Razor Ramon or Scott Hall, the wrestler. We're going to appreciate what this is. Yeah, I don't even know. Maybe there's some WCW on here, too. I, yeah, I honestly don't know what it is. So let's uh, let's bring up our video scope. If you're on the video version, by the way, and you want the audio version, do that. If you're on the audio version and you want to watch this along with us, it's either on our Vimeo, probably, or our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. But you can actually watch it along with us. We're going to bring up the video in three, two, one, video. Okay. So let's... Uh, there it is. Say hello. To the bad guy. Now, this looks like it's from a Scott Hall video. like, uh, like Probably for, the Razor Coliseum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, what do we got here? Is it, is it just me or sometimes this music sounds more synth than it does when it's in the arena? Yeah, I think it's just because you can hear it better. Yeah. So this is Razor just doing moves here. Yeah. Jobbers and Shawn Michaels before. These tapes were always weird to me. These like later Coliseum like... Yeah, this is like a 94, I think. Like, this, this is the character. Right. And like, <laughs> and it's like the cheap, like, like not even his logo. I know what you mean. Oh, okay. Okay, wow. Where are we here? That's Scott Hall. With CWA. Yep. Jeez. That's when he's doing his Magnum TA impression. Yeah. <laughs> it's Memphis. Look how, look how big he was. A big guy. Let's look. Let's listen in. Wow. Got to listen to some jerk like you. You heard what he he looked like a fucking badass, like the day he started. Big guy, you yeah. got a Magnum TA mustache yeah. right there, Tom Selleck style. There's Lance. Magnum PI, yeah, Lance Russell, of course. All right, Scott Hall in the ring now. Is this his debut? I don't know what it is. 
There is a... Uh, okay, let me just pause this real quick. Richard did provide a list of what everything was, so we're going to look at it afterwards. He's, okay. He said, if you don't want spoilers, don't look at it yet, mm-hmm. so I didn't. So we'll be able to run down everything. So in this specific case, folks, please don't uh, comment as you go of what this is, because we will know at the end, okay? Yep. <laughs> we'll know is all I'm trying to say. You can comment, but we'll know. <laughs> I wonder who that guy is. I've never seen that. I don't know. Before. That I don't know. All right, so I don't know who this is either that he's Hall is fighting, but man, he's... <laughs> <laughs> nice drop kick. That's some serious elevation on that dick. You know, I haven't seen much of Scott Hall's early work. When he was Gator Scott Hall or all these other things. Which I, I assume it's just him, like, getting experience in yes. the business. It's probably nothing special. He's probably Big Scott Hall here. That was yeah. one of his nicknames. Nice body I mean, slam by big. Hall. Look at, he is. You know what it is? It's like, you know what's intimidating about him in the early days? His, like, fucking upper body is absurd. He's a huge like, man. that is not normal. <laughs> Look at that hair, too. Just yeah. that bleach blonde kind of mane that he's got going on there. Big right hands. I kind of like him with that hair, actually. It's Do the you? mustache. I think if he had no mustache with this hair, he would look cool. Bulldog probably going to get the win here. Two, three. I love Lance Russell, Now, by what's the way. interesting is it doesn't look like he's wrestling like the imposing style yet. He's more kind of like, I'm doing things. I'm moving around. He's wrestling like he's 6'2", yeah. 240, you know? Yeah. What is he in real life? 6'8"? Probably 6'6". Six, six, wow. Yeah, big guy. What's the problem here? Uh-huh. I think you'd better get out of here right now. <laughs> I love, I love Lance, Lance Russell, his, his complete disrespect. I know. Who's that? Randy Hales over yeah. there? Who is that? It doesn't matter. He's gone. Scott Hall, and boy, I'll tell you, he is strong, isn't he, Randy? It is Randy Hall. Why is Jim Brown not there or whatever? Jim Brown. Dave Brown. Dave Brown. Who's quarterback? this kid? That's Randy Hills. Never even been in the ring, Randy yeah. Hills. Winner, officially Scott Hall. Okay. Yeah. I love him. Yeah, that's the show, all right? Yep. What year do you think that is? 85? 86? Might even be a little later, right? 87? I don't know. I forget. Oh, here's Big Scott Hall again. Sweatpants edition. Still Memphis. Yeah. Another promo? You know, I, I really do miss there being a Memphis-style promotion existing. Like, so good. What do we got? Well, I'll tell you, I just got back from Japan last week. I had a really successful month-long tour over there. And you know, 88's <laughs> just right around the corner. Oh, so it's 87, you're right. Yeah. And it's not by mistake that you see a lot of the top names in the wrestling profession. Everybody seems a to be. A lot of people are not aware that Scott Hall is around this early. Yeah, mid 80s. I think that all yeah. the fans. Yeah. I just don't think it's like a mainstream known thing. He's not associated with this time. True. Yeah. Listen, uh, just to bring up something that happened a little bit earlier for the folks who saw it, they'll know what I'm. I love Lance Russell. Well, we'll tell yeah. you folks about He's it lovely. later on. He's so good, man. Uh, Nate uh, Whitlock was out here, Nate and of course, Whitlock. Nate is Bobby Hangman, Bobby Jaggers' uh, manager. Oh, we know Hangman Bobby Jaggers. I know, I know, know him. Uh, yeah. Jag- reputation at all but he's saying boy if Bobby Jaggers would have been here you wouldn't have done that to me <laughs> he was really well, you know, I, I have a, my view on, on managers and valets and all that I believe you know they have their part maybe behind the scenes I don't really think managers should be involved in matches directly he's so happy take a valuable television time the fans he's at home vanilla right now though oh, he's yeah, very like not anything special I'm a good guy yeah, yeah. 
Charismatic, though. Yeah. He can talk. Yep. This feels very, like, test promo, like, yeah. trying to figure it out. I mean, most people in Memphis are there to start out or finish up, right? He's getting some experience. He's a young guy. Yep. I'm six foot six. I'm nearly 300 pounds. You can't miss me when you walk That charisma's already there, though. Yeah. The way he moves and the way he just doesn't have the mang yet. Yeah. <laughs> and he's not a diamond stud yet. Yeah. That helps, too. This guy, 287. And... <laughs> That happens though. Yeah. Remember, he is basically Razor without the accent yeah. when he's diamond stuff. Ooh. What is this? Gator. Now, what is this? I don't understand. Was this Gator like a James Bond character? Maybe it's. Oh, he's swimming with some ladies. Hey, look, you see the slick for the first time. <laughs> That's why this is on here, right? Yeah. He it's looks like regular Hulk. First time he slicked his hair. That yeah. looks like JR now next to him. I don't get. What is this Gator oh, version? I don't know much about it. I don't know if this is Gator or not. This might be Why like is he James Bond. This, I don't get it. This might be like Coyote Scott Hall or something. I don't remember. Starship Coyote, whatever yeah. he was. Look at that hat. Look at this. Look at this scene. Now this was, is incredible. Was Scott Hall? Where was he from? Like in the country, Florida, for um, real? No, I want to say, and I could be completely. I want to say he's from Minnesota. Oh, really? I could be wrong, though. You know what? You have your computer. Just look it up real quick, if you don't mind. Just mm -hmm. look at Scott Hall while we see him fishing with a trucker hat in a boat. This is amazing. Uh, it's, oh. not, it's Scott Hall on vacation, you say. Now, oh, Gator. Gator. Now he's Gator. What a big guy. What a big man. Oh, the Gator ran away. St. Mary's County, Maryland? Is that MD? I always MD, yeah, Maryland. Maryland. That's where he's from? Yeah, born in Maryland okay. in 58, so. Wow. I wonder if he lived there or if he moved... Yeah, but yeah. I mean, that's closer to D.C. and stuff like that. Yes, so. it is, Michael. So he's really just going after an alligator? Okay. Yeah. Where are we now? We're in JCP, it looks like. Yeah. From Orlando, Florida. In this oh. corner, Denim. Scott Hall. Just Scott Hall, not no wow. nickname. See? He De was Scott Hall before. <laughs> yep. Denim jacket. And now, was he fighting? Gentlemen, a man whose mm. name is literally the bedrock Terry Funk! Oh. Oh, shit. This will be fun. Oh, uh, this happened? There's no way Paul's winning this. Wait, what? Wait, what are we, in 89 This here? must be 89, yeah. Yeah. Terry Funk is great, too. Uh, this we is don't... one of the best Terry Funk eras, period. Oh, God, yeah. We don't see enough of him on our show, though we do just because of the era that we cover, but... Yeah. Man, Terry Funk is good. I like Terry Funk. Yeah, that's not a hot take at all, right? <laughs> one of the reasons I like him is because... In an era of very goofy stuff, yep, he always seemed very real to me, like real. very raw and like I, ornery. I, I wasn't sure if like, you know, is he going a little rough here? You know, like he doesn't seem, he doesn't seem like he belongs in WWF. And the <laughs> fact that he was in WWF is kind of crazy. Also, you talking about the '85 run? Yeah. He seemed like a wild card. Yeah, right? I know. It was like, oh, shit. Like, this guy this guy ain't playing around. He's not talking about uh, I'm the strongest force in the universe. Right, He's yeah. just going to fight you. Like, Did he ever have a Hogan match? Because that would have been a great opponent for Hogan. Pretty sure he fought Did he? Hogan when he was House in. Show loop. Yeah, somehow show shit. Saturday Night's Main Event, maybe? Yeah. I can't remember. I'm almost positive. Yeah. Well, we'll find out on our 85 like he, cannon. And also, like, in good shape here. the thing is he's in good shape. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, this is right before he started to get to the point where he was like, okay, like, I'm old now. I'm old now. Yeah. yeah. yeah like, <laughs> like he, this is like that last, like, I'm going to work out a lot. Yeah, look shit. at him. He looks yeah. good here. All right, lock up here with Hall and Funk. I always thought the most unfortunate part about Terry hand. Funk was that he was, born, he was born too early. Too early? Yeah, maybe. Um, 
that he his peak physical condition was right before wrestling like took off in the yeah in the mainstream as a business again. in yeah. general sure all on the outside the fans are loud for the funker here yeah. referee looks to be Tommy Young mm-hmm. who's on commentary Bob Cottle because Hall is back in the ring I think so Bob Cottle right I like him all right lock up here again in the ring. Who's rapping there? Tommy yeah. Young. Tommy Young. Yep. Big right hand chop by Hall. Overhand again. A reverse knife edge. Oh. Laying him in. Really kicking wow. his ass. Funk staggering. Grimacing. I can't get over how good shape both of these guys are in right now. Yeah, I know, right? Look like real athletes here. Yep. Look at Hall putting up his dukes. Yeah. His hair is so fucking Magnum yeah. TA. I keep saying that, but it really is. Yeah. It's the same friggin' hair. I love it. Lock up, car and elbow. So I held my funk. They don't Show know what he's Hall. supposed to be yet. No, they're feeling him out. Drop down by Hall. Funk over the top there. Oh, I almost missed. went to the outside there. He missed. And big running clothesline by Hall. Funk to the floor. I'm going to put you over, Scott. <laughs> I'll put you over. Yeah. Dick. Like, just beat me up the whole time, and then I'll get the win because the bookers, you know? Because <laughs> the bookers. Yeah. But you're going to look good. I'll make you look like a million bucks. Yeah. My horse is sick. Yeah. Irish whip reversed and haul into the guardrail. Did Whoopsie. he maintain that? Did, does Terry, Terry's still around, right? He, he's maintained that ranch. The double cross? Yeah. I wouldn't go there. Yeah. Oh, he's pulling up the pads at ringside. Hey, I thought... Uh, I've seen some videos with him recently. It's it's funny because he's just... He's kind of like... He's kind of like, I only answer what I want to answer. Yeah, like, I don't care. I'm old. Yeah. Funk going for a pile driver on the floor. Tommy Young is trying to stop it desperately yeah. here. Funk shoving Tommy Young away. Wow, whoa. whoa. Hey, hey now. He shoved him right down. Hall recovering, though. Funk apologizing. Yeah. <laughs> Don't disqualify me. <laughs> this is such a random, seemingly random match, though, isn't it? It's random, but at the same time, they said the match you've all been waiting for. I was like, wait, what? Is there <laughs> any kind of buildup here? That's just a clever way to announce, I guess, right? If you're turning it off for the first time. Oh, people waiting for this? I guess it's good. I'm assuming this was on, like, Saturday night or whatever. I don't I mean, know the, what like, show. arena era. Maybe. You know? Yeah, it could be. Whoa, double collision there. Which Both guys was down. like 89, where it was just an arena show. Right, right. Bob Cottle by himself, it sounds like, too. Yeah, but didn't JR do uh, Saturday Night around this time? Perhaps. Or maybe this is Worldwide. It could be any of their shows, because they had so many. Worldwide was like always an arena show, until it became... A the, recap show. <laughs> or like, it, it, they took it into the MGM in the mid-90s. Yeah, that's a good point. Yep. Oh, Hall going for a signature. The Bulldog, he got it. Oh, does that mean it's over? Waste, wasting time celebrating. Funk's Maybe able to recover. Maybe he more. Maybe. This is the Funker we're talking about. It is. Another one by Hall. He's here going, comes. going for two because he you know, got this it. is a former world champ over here. You're not just going to beat him. One, two. What? No. Oh, kick out by He's going to use the ropes there. I know. And to the floor goes Terry Funk. Here mm. comes Hall after him. Funk now crawling these, away. These mats, they're really moving them constantly. And they're, they're like nothing. <laughs> they're like paper. Oh, is this when the mats were new to NWA and like they were like, oh, you know, we don't want to use those. Yep. Oh, yeah. we went for the bulldog on the floor, yeah. but Funk pushed him off. NWA Looks like Hall was hit his really head. upset when they started to have the mats. Like all their fans like really had an issue with them. I always hear about this. Yeah. God forbid the wrestlers are a little safer. Yeah. Oh, man. This whole like resistance to mats was silly. Like it makes sense even in kayfabe. It's like it's there to help protect the Honestly, fucking wrestlers. When I was a kid, we had those mats in gym class. They weren't like exactly soft. No, and they're smelly. Yeah. They're very kind of smelly. Stiff. Hepatitis like, mats. I fell on them Final before. And, <laughs> and I was like, ow. Like it, it, it was barely any better than the pavement. Cover! It's over. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, they're not like 
mattresses or yeah. something, you know? There's like, z- there's not that much going on there. Like an inch and an eighth thick, yeah, you know? Yeah. Anyway, Funk gets the win with the pile driver, high five in the fans. Yeah. Tommy Young apparently has forgiven him, raising his hand like a true professional. Is he a face here? Are we before the Sounds the, like the he's a face. Oh, before Ray the Flair? flare turn? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Hmm. I'm not the guy to ask about a late 80s I don't know WCW what, timing. Yeah, I don't know, you know what event this is before or after. But we I think will, it's the Chi-Town Rumble 1 or whatever yeah, when he turns heel. It is. But folks, we will know. Remember, there is a list, so you don't yeah. have to tell us now, I'm saying. I know okay. some of you like to do that. That's okay. But we're going to know mm-hmm. before we even see your comment. Is all I'm trying to tell you. Next up, Gary Michael Capetto. Wrestling fans. <laughs> this is saying it's probably Diamond Stud. Yep. Just, yeah, from from the the way it's filmed in yep. the air, I can just tell. It's 91. Like, you can now tell. he really starts to look like Razor Ramon here. He, he literally. <laughs> did he just say, I'm the bad guy? Can I hear that again? There he goes. So it was already built in. <laughs> I mean, this is where he already, yeah, he looked like great. For this those is just a jobber match, right? Yeah. Better be. Johnny Meadows. For those of you on perhaps the audio that don't know much about the Diamond Stud, because we have WWF only fans that. Wait. Oh, okay. Everybody listen to me. And his voice is not there yet. Are no. you little kids? He doesn't do the accent. Take a good look at me. Because I'm your role model. Oh. <laughs> you know what time it is. What time? Vader you know time. What time it is. is it Vader time? It's stud time. Oh, stud time. Okay. okay. Now he's got this one suspender thing going on. He's gonna take. He'll take all that off. Don't worry, Art. Okay. There you ah, go. There's the Scott Hall University of uh, Ass. University of Stud. <laughs> Stood, what a stud he is. I don't like these tights on him, though. Yeah, so he's wearing, like, fruit by the foot <laughs> fucking knee pads and... Yeah. <laughs> and, like, neon, light neon green. Billy Gunn, you know, green. Like, light light. Like, yep. It's, like, glow-in-the-dark. And his opponent's not doing any favors either with the highlighter yellow. Yeah, they're both really bright. So for those I'm of like, you, oh. <laughs> For those of you on the audio that might not have watched WCW... Scott Hall, when he became the Diamond Stud, he looked exactly like and wrestled like. There's a choke slam, pretty much just like Razor Ramon would. It's essentially the same thing, sort of. He didn't have the vest; he had like the weird strappy thing. The accent. He didn't have the accent, but the hair, the hair, the toothpick, and the character is somewhat the same. Yep. Look, here's that blockbuster suplex. You know yeah. the. Belly to back. The wrestling style itself is the same. Yep. This is his heel style. Yeah. There we go. Just there it is. Away, like back yep. slam thing. And we'll probably get there. It is. He signaled yeah. for the diamond death drop, yeah. which is just the razor's edge. Right? That's all it is. So it's pretty much proto razor alone. Like pretty much fully developed at this <laughs> yeah. point. He just needs like a storyline. That's it. That's all he needs. That's all he needs. Here it comes. Goodbye. Nicely done. Kind of weird. Vince just like wholesale just is like, okay, we're just gonna like sort of change up the character and that's it. Paul's idea was the character too. Yeah. Yeah. That was quick. There you go. Referee Ned Flanders, and there he is. I think the hair is a huge improvement. The dark hair, slick, yeah. wet. Yeah. Oh. Is this a promo? Razor Ramon vignette. Oh, okay. This, these are good, Quinn. July 92, this one. This I know. What is he just eating spaghetti? Nothing like, what is that? For Razor Cuban Ramon. place. Huh? Good food. <laughs> good drink. Good chicas. <laughs> Look at this. It's so weird. Only some people... In the WWF, they've been putting Razor down. I love this character. Saying mm-hmm. he's not good enough. <laughs> okay. What do they think? I'm some kind of a pig? 
Ez is speciáltam be. This is really in a restaurant, huh? A car just whizzed by. Yeah, Connecticut. What is this, man? It's the bill, Senor Razor. You got a bill for me, man? You know who I am, man? I am Razor Lamont. People find out I'm eating this restaurant, they line up down the street, Chico. Uh, Get out of here, man. <laughs> What's next? Maybe I could mop the floor for you, huh, man? You like that? Maybe what? I mop your floor. You want me to go in the back? Maybe I could wash some dishes for you, man. Defensive huh? you like that, Cuban man? immigrant. Yeah, that's huh? what it is. Here, man. Come here. Maybe I picked the food from your teeth. Seen this you like one. that, Chico? I picked the food for you. What's next, man? Huh? Maybe I could bust the table for you, Chico, huh? Would you like me to clean the table for you, man? Maybe I could clear the table, huh? Is that what you would like, wow, man? This is I clear Whoa. I clear the table for you, man. Feels like Repo Man early edition. Intense. Yeah. Good vignette, though. Oh. Probably his debut. Yeah. Russell. TV debut, not his probably like dark match. Correct. You know, long pants edition and all that. <laughs> not bad. Oh, your favorite uh, commentary Terry team. Gibbs? Is that, who's that? Uh, I don't know. I can't. Your favorite commentator. Oh, Mr. Perfect. <laughs> So here he is, the Razor Man. Now, are we in late 91 or early 92? We are in July of 92, I think. Okay. Off the top of my head. He did do something in, like, very, very late 91, right? Like, dark matches or something? No, no. Spring of 92. Okay. We are still in WCW. Gotcha. 91. Big arena here. I don't know where we are off the top of my head. Razor with a gold. Now, this is the, this is the version where I, I really feel like it's not... It's not the good one. Yeah, it's not figured out yet. And it's not that Scott Hall wasn't a good performer. It's that he was, what he was doing didn't work for the character. The character was weird. He was like kind of a goof. And because you just saw the vignette, right? Yeah. And he's like cool and, he's and a, stuff. He's kind of a badass and he's scary. Yeah. Right? And then like when he wrestles as a, he's not going to sell in this probably, but, but you know. always be like, whoa, whoa, like, whoa. Yeah, it's like he gets hit and he's wobbling all right. over the place. And it's <laughs> yeah. kind of like, and this is not what Razor Ramon should <laughs> right, be doing. Right, right. Monster of a man, isn't he? Whoa, that guy likes it. But everyone's really <laughs> suntan. Everybody, even the crowd. <laughs> Razor. Razor's like burned. What's he going is. on here? It's a summer. Yeah. Okay, we got a toothpick. Referee is a dirty Frank. Who is that? Oh, toothpick. I can't tell if it's the tape that makes them all seem sunburned or not. Maybe. They like all have like a weird glow to them. Yeah. Oh, isn't this um? This is Carmella's light grapple. This is Carmella's dad, isn't it? What? I think Wait, her it is. dad was a wrestler? Yeah. I think I that's that. who that is. Anyway, Dirty uh, Mario is the referee here. <laughs> Razor's going to lay in these chops in the corner, I bet. Oh! oh I love that move. You know what it is that I like about Razor? What? Is that when he beats people up, he looks like he's casually doing it. Like, yeah, that that's right. Just, he's cool. It's not like he has to make much of an effort to, like, kick your ass. It's like Robinson Cano. Yeah. Like, second. Anyway, big boot to uh, Paul Van Dam. It just, you know what it does, honestly? It makes him seem more imposing because, like, it's kind of like how Andre was, right? He's just so big that, like, it's, like, very low effort to kick the yes. shit out of somebody, right? That's true. Razor, but, as a heel, did a great squash match because it just looked like he was beating the fuck out of someone. Right. You know? Like, all kind of, like, it's slow, but it's meaningful. It's, like, purposeful, right? Every move has an impact, yeah? Yeah. What do we got here? Shut up, Mr. Perfect. The choke, the choke slam. slam thing from WCW. Yep. 
People are like, whoa. Yeah. I bet you they react to the razor's edge. It's a good move. It is a good. It looks great. Yeah. Look at him. The funny part is when every kid probably did it to their friend and or, yes. or at least felt the move be done to them, and it's not. Yes. It's not really doesn't hurt much. No, if you do it right, obviously. You kind of just lay into the floor. Yeah. Like, but it looks good. It looks good. Yeah. Ooh, slapping him around. Razor, by the way, for those of you on the audio, in purple tights but black knee pads. He is will, not fully color coordinated. I will say this about the Razor's Edge: it would not work on a guy who didn't have the height of Razor Ramon. Right. It, well, Eddie Guerrero used to do like a spinning variation. It never looks right. Yeah. I, anybody who's shorter, it just doesn't work. It doesn't look as good. I think Al Perez even used when to do it Shawn or Michaels would do it. It looked yeah. like as a mocking move. Like, yeah. It didn't. It looked like it didn't do much. Dopey. Yeah. Blockbuster suplex. That time he razor's edge razor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's it. He's signaled for it. Let's see what happens here. Let's hear the crowd's reaction. To Vince. Yeah. Let's see. Gotta love a good debut. Here we go. Here we go. Mm -hmm. We don't even. Nobody knows what this is yet. Uh -oh. Look how high that is. Yep, it looks great. There you go. That's how you put it over. Do you hear the pop? Everyone's yep. like, "Whoa!" I'm like getting goosebumps just seeing it. Like the first reaction there. Good debut, right? And I love that. Yep, white wiping hands. his hands. Strong debut for the character. Yeah. Honestly. No, he didn't a little, have to sell. A little sunburn, but stop. He didn't have to sell, so he's not goofy. Yeah, you know. <laughs> now we're Ooh. already jumping. What is this here? Got to be Mar Martel and uh. Oh, this is a good match. Martel, Razor. It's so weird that Martel was this far into the tournament hey, at this point in time. He's uh, he won the battle royal. Remember? Yeah, I know. I With Razor. Martel at this point is really starting to. He's not anything. You yeah. can tell by the jacket and the yeah. tights. Which is the purple shitty jacket and the um, the powder blue color tights. Just filling a role at yeah. this point. But I'll tell you what, he works his ass off in this. This is yeah. a good match. This aired uh, October 11th, 93. This is in New Haven. Honestly, the one thing Martel had always was the music. This music's amazing. This is one of my favorite WF songs like ever. <laughs> it's so good. So we got the usual. This is Raw for those of you. It was taped on September 27th, 93. Yeah. And uh, Earl Hebner's referee commentary is Vince, Bobby, and the Macho Man. I'm just glad somebody unlocked the Rick Martel theme minus the AOL door. Like, yeah, well, that was a big deal. For many years, it was stuck on 20 it. 20 years. Yeah. So Razor, by this point, folks, is a full-blown face. He has turned face over the yeah. summer in this, the green attire, by the way. This match just seems like such a foregone conclusion. Like, even back yeah. then, but like, sometimes, with the way the build is. But sometimes that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know? They probably wanted to do it in this style so Razor could win it rather than be winning it in a battle royal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, what was it? This is because Shawn Michaels' alleged steroids or whatever? Yeah, this is the Wendy's. Yeah. The Wendy's the suspension. The Wendy's steroids. Where he's like, eat, I'm too fat. Yeah. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. And it's and like, if yeah, you consider, you're fat. If you consider fast food steroids. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, you never know. By the way, the ban the, the apron banner, that's like the, the new gen one. Yeah, they were using it I didn't already. know it was this early. Yeah. This is when Raw is hitting its downturn already from yeah. like the exciting Manhattan Center stuff, and it yeah. was slowly becoming 94 Raw. It's like, oh, it's just arena shit again. Yeah, it and looks then, like superstars. It does. I mean, it does. It, and it wasn't live. This is taped. Of course. You know, what is Vince talking about? Did he just say that Columbus was representing the Queen of England? Yes.
he's completely wrong. That was it was the king of Portugal. Spain. Uh, Portugal, excuse me. Yes. Yeah. This could Wait a minute. What? A he just called Columbus Hispanic. The Queen of England? What? He all called of that Columbus was, Hispanic. All of that was confused. Isn't he Italian? I don't know too much about him other than what I was taught in school like 25 he, years ago. He was but, Italian. Yeah. But the Italian but kingdom wouldn't give him the money. Yes, so he we went to Portugal. So he went all the way over to Portugal and he asked them for money. Isabella and uh, what's his Ferdinand? He asked the king and queen over there yes. and they were like, oh, we'll fund this. Right. And then that's what... It was all just a funding situation. It was just money. He was kind of just like... He's kind of like in, in this time period, it's kind of like how like a tech person person like is looking for like vc money right like, exactly columbus was looking for the equivalent That's of all it was he went to like other countries looking for money like it was like he he sought out like he knew governments were the only ones that had the money to fund that shit so he was like he sought out different governments around europe to like give him money to sail who who briefed vince on what to say on this or was, was he all, doing it from his own memory i don't his, his, that was all confused and terrible king of england queen of england queen of england so he's assuming it's elizabeth the first yeah, but Which, in 1492? Uh, no, because uh, she wasn't even alive. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think she was around in the 1600s or late 1500s. And he's also Spanish, don't yeah. forget. I could be wrong on Elizabeth I's date there, but... That we can be corrected on quite yeah. handily. Anyway, let's get to this match here. Intercontinental title on the line of this vacant. Razor, toothpick to the face. See, he never yeah. stopped wrestling like a heel. Yeah. But, and we're going to see it in this match, he sells like a face and he's great at it. He has a great face yeah. comeback. Shoving contest here, slapped by Martel. Now, Ricky Martel's a great talent, Quinn. Uh huh. Even though he's not as important here, he's still such a good wrestler. True. You like him, right? He's also Martel. his ball spot is not as much yet. <laughs> it really like it upsets you. It really doesn't it? comes on in the late in, in like ninety four within a year from now. Yeah, I know. Oh, his hair starts to fall out. You get very upset about his bald spot. Because he's a model. Like, he can't do that. He should have seen Cy Sperling. Yeah. Hammerlock by Martel. He really should have. <laughs> I know. Razor looking for a way out. sewed something in there. Some hair plugs. Reverses it. I can pro banner proudly. Hey, Martel looking for a way out. Maybe nice. he figured this career was almost over. So it's like, Ooh. I don't need to even, like, take care of this. Maybe. Right. Jumping jacks by Martel. Yeah. Well, he was old. He was like 40 yeah. almost here, so he, right. probably, he probably didn't care. Yeah, it's like, I'm not doing that. Wrestling part-time anyway for the last few years. Yeah. Oh, no I right. am the model. Yeah. Hi. Hi. The puffy. The puffy <laughs> hair version. The puffy. Razor is a big guy. Mm -hmm. He is a big man. Lock up. Big boy. Wrist lock by Martel. Oh. Shoved to the corner by Razor. Oh, right hand misses. Here comes Martel with rights. Nicely done. Corner whip go. by Martel. Oh. Reverse by the big guy. Charge in. Martel up and over. Right hands by Martel. Now, I don't remember. Is this match, like, really overly long? It's like 11 minutes. Okay. Or something like that. It's not really long. 12? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I always forgot if they made it, like, some big, like, 20-minute feature or something. I'd be surprised. Oh, yeah. nice reverse fallaway slam. Or mm -hmm. fallaway slam. Martel bails. No, and it's good because it's Razor's coming out party. I mean, he was already a face the last few months, but this now it's... All right, Sean really left for temporarily or was asked to leave. We need a new Intercontinental Champion, but it makes perfect sense to put it on a razor, don't you think? Yep. I, I, There's no I just, one else it should kinda, have been. But part of me, I bet you even Sean wishes this because of, you know, he, he was his friend or whatever. He probably wishes he could have put him over in this first title. Put him over at uh, WrestleMania 10, though. Yeah, I guess Sean eventually got to help his friend out. I wonder what the plan was. I think it always was to face Sean, but I think and that... And win it from him? I think that this is almost a weird, happy accident. Yeah. Right? 
Well, the double belt thing, it was totally a happy accident. Yeah, like it was not intended this way. No. I mean, I'm sure they didn't intend for Shawn Michaels to be out of action due to Burger King for <laughs> fucking six months or whatever. And incidentally, only came back because of Burger King having legal issues. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but that worked out perfect because he so comes... That whole... I still can't believe that, like, they're... They got so fucked at, like, the 11th hour with that show, Survivor I Series. I don't understand... Like how you tell a guy to stop performing because he's you're like he's a little overweight when it's not really why they said he failed the drug test and he insists that he didn't. I don't believe that. I don't really. I, I think don't he know. had too much salt from the French fries or something. <laughs> like, too much riboflavin, perhaps. There is no way that that man is taking steroids. Just look at him. Well, I mean, you could take them and just not work out, and then you'll get right, Tony. Coffee? Tony. I don't know. Tony like, knows. Tony like day. Anyway, but wasn't it actually known that he was eating too much fast food? Like, well, that's also a thing. That's yeah. why he got pudgy. Yeah, I believe that. He says he was going around with it's Diesel, such and they a would stupid. Like, I don't know. Like, he's also one that like nobody would have ever known. Like, he did not look like he was on steroids. Not at in all. Uh, summer '93, he did yeah. not. Maybe if he wasn't eating so much Wendy's, that match against Mister Perfect would have been better. Yeah, maybe. God, that match stinks. Yeah. I just think that that's because nice Mr. Greg. Perfect, because we did a, a pretty comprehensive study with that. <laughs> did about we? How, like, Sean, we were, remember we were trying to track Sean and Perfect simultaneously as those pay-per-views moved along, and all we could tell was that Sean's matches were good and Mr. Perfect's were not. No, that's not true. Bret Hart and, and uh, Perfect had a good one at King of the Ring. That one was okay, though. Okay? I still think the, the You're out of your mind if you think that was just okay. Better. You can't just admit that in 93, Bret Hart was a better wrestler than Shawn Michaels. Is that that's like a stretch? What, no, that's not what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So I'm he, not talking about Bret. I'm talking about Mr. Perfect. I'm talking about Bret Hart having a better match with Mr. Perfect than Shawn Michaels did because Bret is better. Wait, we got cut off here? Commercial break. Oh, okay. Don't oh, worry. God. That's all I mean. I think Shawn did good in 93. I, I think, think Mr. Perfect's not very good. In 93, he's not very good. Yeah. I agree with you. But he did have a good match against Bret Hart. That's all I'm saying. And that thing against Doink was good in the spring. Also, anyway. the other problem with that Sean Perfect match was the fact that they like they screwed themselves because they were like, this is going to be one of the their fault. Great, greatest matches ever or something. What were they thinking? Don't like, say that. I know. No one cares. Just like Savage going on and on about oh, that. I think it'll be the best thing ever, Vince McMahon. What they should have done is said, uh, Mr. Perfect wants to win the IC title. In the history of wrestling, whenever you <laughs> say this all. is going to be the best match ever, it's automatically not. Yeah. Like, they've recently tried that gimmick with the Edge versus Randy Orton thing. That was intentional, Quinn. No, I know, but that's that was, like... That was tongue-in-cheek. I understand that, but the point is, the minute they said it, you you stopped... All of a sudden, you went hyper-focused on what the match was. But I think they expected that. Yeah. Whipped to the corner by Martel. The only, the only time that maybe it lived up to the hype was when they were hyping up uh, Hogan Rock as a big deal. I'm not talking about wrestling quality, but just, you know, delivering what was promised. Hogan Andre. Yeah. Um, again, not in ring, but I agree. hype. Oh, look at this. Martel with a uh, cradle pin there. Feet on the ropes. Oh, wow. Earl actually Abner paying attention. Saw. For once. He's a good ref now and then. Now and then. Oh, Martel wants to punch Earl. Go ahead. Punch him. Punch him. Uh, you know, DQ, you win the title here. It's a tournament thing or whatever. Yeah, do they, they never really explicitly say that, but... What happens if there's a DQ? The vacant belt in a match. Is that in the bylaws? Yeah, if the belt's vacant, who the hell else are they going to give it to? The winner. Like, What if they just order another rematch? They could, but I mean, I would think the belt would be handed to whoever won the match at the time. What exactly is a bylaw? A bylaw? Yeah, like, is it by the it main more law? more applies to, like, associations and things like that. Like not homeowners like, associations? Yeah, not, like, real governments. Like Del Boca Vista. Yeah. yeah, like that. Or, like, if you're part of a clubhouse, there's bylaws. I don't want to be. 
Can like, I ask you a question? Like a pool, like what thing. A pool. What do they do? Irish Rope by Razor. Hang tight here. Head down. Boot by Martell. Nice selling by Razor. Mm -hmm. What do they do if, like, in the King of the Ring tournament or something, or, like, uh, yeah. the WWF tournament final? What if mm -hmm. it's a double countout? They've never really addressed this. I know. They just ignore. Oh, shit. Boston Crab. Is there just no King of the Ring? I don't know. They have to do it over? You know when they would do that if they ever did an intergender King of the Ring, and then they'd have a King and Queen? Oh, that'd be nice, though. Wouldn't yeah. It? That'd be cute. Yeah. Anyway, here's the Boston Crab, Martell's finisher. They'll never do intergender the way like Lucha did it, where it was like just it was treated as just like it's just legitimate. Like I know, but that's also because they had Taya Valkyrie yeah. there, and she yeah. was really fucking good. They could get Lucha. away with it over there. Yes, right. Correct. Oh shit! Did they have Masquerita Sagrado also? Yeah, he was there. Good. Should have had Dink. There was there was women versus Masquerita Sagrada. Yeah, right? it's real. Sexy star probably or one of them. I don't yeah. Remember. I mean, that's the thing is nowadays in the, in the wrestling school, from my understanding, the yeah. girls train with the guys. So well, it's kind of yeah. like, it's like, oh, there's all like wrestlers are used to doing intergender for practice. You know? Yeah, I know. So. I understand that. I don't think it's necessary, though. Right. I don't think it's needed. Oh, he's going for the crab again. There you go. Not a bad little match here. Nice little TV match going on. Martel working his butt off in this one. Mm-hmm. Look at that. This is very much a face spot where it's like, oh, look at him overcome, like, yep. right? The hope spot. He should be finished. Yep. I do think it was always weird that Rick Martell's finisher was the Boston Crab because it's not that much of a crazy move. Like, you know what I, I mean? think when he started using it, it was more of, oh, flip, flip, flip out, run a pin. No, Martell well, counters. Sunset flip one, two, though. Yeah. Both men up, though. In a bad way. Beautiful oh. flying dropkick by Martel. Martel's got his number here. Yep, one, two, throw. His number is not trace, though. Yeah. Mm, thank mm. you. Back and forth. Martel's bald spot. The bald spot there. Yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> anyway, uh, Martel's I'm very hyper aware of it. Yeah, well, I know you are. I know. Okay, Martel looking for his next move. Let's Irish see. whip. Okay. Oh, boot caught by Razor. Martel's selling it beautifully. Oh. Slapped by Razor. Duck under by Razor. I think here comes the finish, Joe. Here comes that fall suplex. Away. Yep, the top rope fall away there. Yep. Martel crossed himself. Yep. Okay, here we go. I didn't even realize we have Bobby. Yeah, I know, because yeah. Vince is yelling over there. Elbow out by Martel, though, and he's going up top. Oh, shit. What if he catches him? Yeah, I don't know. That would be I mean, amazing. I've seen this a million times, but I don't remember the finishing sequence. Flying body oh. press by Martel. Roll over by Razor. Two. Oh. It would actually be a good way to, like, nice and make it seem competitive if he won on that. Yeah, that's like a Bret Hart finish, kind of. Yeah. Close line. Was that a close line or a drop kick? I missed it. I don't know. He hit him. Martel only gets two, though. Oh, you got to know. On the close kick. On the audio. Yeah. <laughs> drop line. Yeah. Anyway, he hit him. Yeah. <laughs> he hit it, Nate. I'm just the color guy here, so that's that's my hard-hitting analysis. He hit him. He hit him. <laughs> Irish whip by Martell coming okay. up. Off the ropes is Razor. Head down. Oh. Knee lift. Martell staggered. Wobbly there. Boot. Martell in position. Oh, Razor's edge. Here it comes. No, no. Do something. Does that say Goldberg backwards behind them? Whoa. That's it. This is going to be it. Look at that shot. Razor's edge. Love it. He ain't getting up from that. Beautiful. There you go. What a good moment. I've always loved this from the Raw Prime Cuts tape as a kid. It's good. Look at the crowd. 
Look at him. Look at the wall. They're happy that Razor Ramon is now the bad guy champion. As he should be. Yeah. I'll maintain that. He should be the champion. This is a great guy to win it here. Now, that's definitely a different belt because it looks all rigid and like they haven't worn it in yet. Yeah. Like, it, look, at, look, at how, look how like... Yep. Like skiff it is. The, the Sean has the original one yeah. still. He has his, remember? The leather's too stiff on it. Stiff leather. Yeah. Great moment here. The fans love him, and this is where Razor really has his great run. Yeah. Starts here. Wow. I really, really like Razor Ramon Intercontinental Champion era. I think it's the best he was. Like 93 to early 96. Yeah, yeah it was great. I really, really like him. It's when the IC title still mattered. Too. Yes, and then they had the ladder match for it, yep. and then Diesel, and the mm -hmm. back and forth. It was all good. Yep. Look at him. Look at it. Great. This is the peak of Scott Hall, in my opinion. Yeah, this run well, really. Actually, I shouldn't say NWO. that because might be the peak. You know who I am. It's like, like his that second yeah. career. You know. Put he that really belt does on. have two halves. I know, and they're all connected. You yeah. know, Earl shirt all fucked I know, up. I know this might not make the tape, but I really like when Scott Hall's like US and TV champ, and he's like, he's just like doing I his like that casually like kicking everyone's ass phase. Yeah, in like 97, 98, 98, right? That is like to me the ultimate. Like Scott Hall is so good that he barely has to try. Right. Version. Like, <laughs> I know what you mean. It's, it's actually I really like that one. I, I know it's too. stupid, and I know he's going through some dark times during that. But he actually like he's he's some of the best shit in the ring during he's that fun period on of screen, time. Yeah, yeah. Look at this belt, perfect on him. Mm -hmm. Look at like he just looks like the Intercontinental Champion of my childhood. Yeah, and I know not everyone grew up with him as a champion. Some people had Savage or for a lot of Don people, though, he really was like sort of the warrior of the time, right? He was kind of the yeah the mid nineties quintessential mid card champion, the quintessential number two. Yeah, and not in a bad way, yeah. you know. Oh. Um, what is what we got? Action zone? This looks like it. Oh, this must be that tag match. I you like know the one. Now. The reverb and echo here is great. Yeah. It's Bill Dunn. It's your boy. Yeah. This is that tag match, isn't it? Uh, yeah. The click tag. All right, this we got. We haven't reviewed this ever. Yeah, it's like Razor Ramon's outside right now because there's like a <laughs> motorcycle or something. Hi, I'm on commentary with Vince. I'm Todd. This is definitely Action Zone, right? This is that tag match, yeah. <laughs> this is something, folks, that we have never actually covered. We've referenced. This is uh, where Razor and the Kid took on tag team champions uh, Shawn Michaels and Diesel in and a click tag match. In everyone's friends match. And it's so... Good. Because well, everyone's like putting each other over to the yep, max. Yep. Like it's like literally everyone's putting each other over. Yep. And this aired on the second episode of Action Zone, October 30th, 94. Uh, the tag champs in the ring already. Referee Mike Kyoto. This is because it's Action Zone. They got to get moving here. <laughs> right. They don't have much time. It's true. Diesel with the good hair. The action never stops on Action Zone. No, yeah. I mean, they're in the zone for it. Yeah. Razor in the red. He is the IC champion. Diesel attacks the start. Sean attacks the kid. Well, we're going to get started right away here, eh? Yep. Diesel hammering away on Razor in one corner. See, Sean like, with kid. I, I like the concept that the two big guys are fighting each other and the two medium-sized guys are fighting each other. Well, yep. kid is a tiny guy, but... He's a tiny guy. Heel collision. Nice karate kick by the kid. Diesel staggered. He's still up. Here comes Razor with the clothesline. Diesel goes down. It's kind of a perfect, like, power and speed versus each other. Like, each of it, it, it you know, both teams are the kind of the same thing. Yeah, no, I think it's a great matchup here. Yeah. Head oh. down. Here comes the Razor's Edge. Oh, wow. Okay. Sean Beard oh, Sean. edition. Yeah. Getting there. Oh no! Razor's edge on Sean. Come in there. One, two. Okay. Diesel pulls Sean out of the ring. Had a little too early there. A little too rough. Yeah. Diesel hustling Sean out of there. Razor's pissed. Now Sean's the only one without greasy hair in this match. Oddly. 
Um, even Diesel's a little more grease. Yeah, Diesel's got grease. Yeah. The heel's trying to go back up the aisle here. Razor spins Diesel around big right hand. They can try to bail out early because they're like, this is a little risky. You know, yeah, like, we're right not going to lose the belts on action, so. No, that's right. not worth it. Cradle no. by the kid. One, two. Oh. Sean kicks out. Beautiful. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> That's a classic HBK move, the get-up poke. Yep. Nice black tights with uh, the white hearts on them you know for one Sean. Of, one of the things that I missed about Shawn Michaels in the second era... What's that? Oh, nice backdrop by the kid. ...was some of the more healy like, stuff he did that he was actually pretty good at, like the, the, the eye poke and the, like... Ooh. Like, the kind of bullshitty bullshit. Like, I, I sort of missed that aspect to him, and he kind of just stopped doing it. Well, because he wasn't a heel. Yeah. Victory roll by the kid. He never wrestled as a heel, except against Hogan. Or that brief era. But he wrestled more as a classic heel that didn't exist in the mid-2000s. Whoa. Powerbomb by Sean. You know what I mean? There wasn't any kind of heel that wrestled like he did. That was more common in the mid-90s. Randy Orton wrestled like a classic heel constantly. Eye pokes? Chin locks. No, like like classic heel shit. Like dumb heel Yeah, I'm thinking of eye pokes and eye rakes. Like that kind of... like You like that? Well, because I, I always thought it just... Whoa! Beal tossed by Diesel on the kid. I always thought Shawn Michaels just had a way of making it seem like, kind of like, he would kind of whip it out in the middle of whatever else he was oh, doing. Oh, he whipped it out in the middle of that club yeah. in Syracuse, probably. Whoops. Anyway, what is, is, this, looks the... like, this is a huge size mismatch here. Diesel's gonna grab him by the throat and mm-hmm. choke toss him, isn't he? Yep. I love these two working together, Kid and Diesel, because it looks awesome. Kid was good at working with big guys because he was able to allow them to do spots that you wouldn't see in normal matches where yes. they'd like, lift them way higher than usual. <laughs> right. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and he would fly for them. It, yeah. just, it looked great. Yeah. Diesel now with the Kid, Irish whip. Like, off even the ropes. Remember that time Bam Bam just launched the fucking Kid in the air? Yes, Survivor like, Series. I thought, yeah. oh, no, uh, Royal Rumble. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Kid looking for a tag. Here comes the bad guy. Diesel back up to his feet. Big. Oh, these two together, too, is awesome. Big versus big. The way Diesel sells for Razor is always good. Yeah. Their dynamic is, I mean, they're like best friends, but. Diesel's better at the goofy sell than Razor is, in my He's, opinion. <laughs> look at Sean with yeah. that bump. Yeah, no, yeah. Diesel's better at it. Body slam. See, you know why this match is good for, Cover. The, two. for the crowd at the time? It's because this seems like legitimately like Sean and Diesel could lose to these guys. Correct. I mean, yeah. I, ooh, close on by Diesel. You know, they, they've already traded wins and singles, all mm-hmm. these people. Exactly. Not the one, two, three kid. He's never beaten either of these people, but. Did he beat Sean? No, I think Sean beat him. Yeah, um, I don't think Sean ever lost no. to him. I don't think so. The kid is the only, like, underdog. Right. Now, I saw this um, when it aired, and I really wanted. Razor and the kid to win, and I thought they would. Right hands by Razor. It makes Ooh, sense, nice right? Knee. Yeah, it made total sense, especially because of the... Uh, That's kind of the point, though. And the the bullshit with Sean and uh, Diesel at SummerSlam had already right. happened. Yeah. So I thought, oh, maybe this is... You maybe know. they'll do it here, where they kick each other or whatever. Look at that. Ra- a good tag. Razor went for an atomic Sean reach back, head and Diesel, basically slide through the rope. Oh! Um, Razor doesn't see it coming. That's good tag wrestling there. Yeah. Look at that shit. You know, it's really, it's really understated how good Diesel and Razor, or I'm sorry, Diesel and Sean were as a tag team. The 94 like, version I really like, They're yes. like actually a legit good tag team. Yeah, the whole pairing is good. Yeah. I don't like them in 95, though, when they're two dudes with attitudes. They annoy the fuck out of me. to me, it's just like a, like, let's do this for fun run. Yeah, well, yeah that's right, best that's, for business. Let's yeah. just have fun and do what we want. That's good. I honestly always thought that that was just because of the roster just sucking so much ass and people being so disappointed with everything that they were like, let's just make people happy. How like, about, I, how yeah, about I'm, Bret I'm Hart's not fighting Isaac Yankum for half the yeah. year? Maybe. You know, the roster wouldn't suck as much ass. 
How about Undertaker's now fighting Mabel? Yeah, but they had uh, good all people. I'm pointing out is that they had two faces that had a history of tag teaming, and that they. I just felt like the concept was like, let's just put a super team together, just like end house shows and make it nice. Like the Mega Powers, they were not. Let me just put it that way. No, okay, but I mean they were the <laughs> they were the closest thing you had in 1995. They had a, a legacy team that were both superstars. That's it. You know, there's a that's couple. That's all I'm saying. There's a match or two. That aired on, uh, that didn't air, I should say, some dark matches of Brett and Sean teaming up in 95. Yeah, I've heard about that. They're good. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's cool to see them on the same team, you know, yeah. it's very rare. Anyway, Diesel and Razor in now. Corner whip coming up by Diesel. Razor in the corner hard, back that's first. When, that's what, always when you have to explain that they really weren't really fighting each other until like 96 and 97. The period where, oh, it's, it's rather short where it's, they don't like each other. It's really short where they like absolutely can't stand each other. Right, yes. yeah. Like they weren't best friends by '96, but they they respected each other. Yeah, it wasn't like a, a like <laughs> I hate you relationship. Like a lot of that was just on screen. It's working. It's like literally kayfabe. Yeah, yeah. A lot of it. Most just, of most of it is. It's really just up the run up to the end. Yeah, like it, that's when they're they're like at each other's throats in real life. The run up to the end. But remember, even by the end, they had calmed down again. It was like on yeah. again and off again. They in were kind of split apart for a couple yes. months, right? It was yes. like and they kind of cooled off. Yes, they just. A lot of it was working, and then they got a little too personal with each other, and they yeah. didn't like each other for a while. Nice elbow by uh, Sean. Like, the knee injury thing pissed off Brett in real yeah. life. I just also think that the styles clashed. The, the, and Brett... I think that's a little I, Brett, overstated. Brett and Sean both didn't... felt that they were the number one guy, and that really yeah. was where the, where everything kind of clashed. That's the, the problem more than anything, is Vince basically was forced to pick pick who would be better for him to deal with going forward. It yeah. had nothing to do with wrestling ability or promo ability. Yeah. It was more of like, who is better to deal with? Yeah. And uh, both of them were a pain in Vince's ass in 97. Yeah. And he probably felt, all right, well, Sean's younger. No offense. I'm sure it was a relief to just get stone cold <laughs> in a weird way, yeah, right? It was honestly. Like, like, I don't have to. It's definitive that stone cold is the best. Another pain in the ass, yeah. by the way, backstage, but less so. Less. Oh, head down. Oh. Backslide coming up by the bad guy. That's hot on commentary. Cold, honestly, really, he wasn't that big of a pain in the ass until the like 2002 or whatever. Yeah, and he admits some of that. Yeah. He was very protective of his character, though, the same way people get on Brett's case for being. He was, yeah. too. No, absolutely. And so was Hogan, and so was, like, everyone that was successful for the most part. Because Vince had a history of messing up people if they tried to leave. <laughs> and so if you're, well. if you're, if you're, if your brand name got too big, yeah. you had to Snake start eyes. getting really protective so that he wouldn't fuck you over. Hogan was the first one that that really happened. Hogan realized Hogan it, though. Left. Yeah. That Hogan was smart. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Like, he was like, I'm not letting Vince like met, mess this up so I can go make money yeah. elsewhere. Right. But anyway, we were veering way off. Well, we yeah. have to. I mean, this yeah. is what we do on OVP, but... I mean, there's a lot of Razor matches to cover here, yeah. so... And this is a great tag match by yeah. Bossman Attack! Oh. There you go. For those of you that might be, because uh, this does happen, I know it does, clicking a link on Twitter, and this is how you found this video, or you just happen to be listening for the first time, we have a, a weekly show every single Monday, and we talk about old wrestling. In general, we yeah. do live reviews. Our older shows have different segments. Uh, so we do appreciate you checking this out if it's your first time. Also, if you're just looking on Google, not YouTube, just Googling this match, you might find it or something yeah, this by is accident. True. Yes. So um, thank you for being here, whether it's your first time or you've been with us since 2016. 
like some of you have been. Nice elbow by Diesel. I got a weird Scott Hall question since we're yeah. talking about when you think of Scott Hall in general, in your head, what is the first thing that pops up? Razor Ramon or Scott Hall? When the name Scott Hall is said, I think of Scott Hall showing up on Nitro. I'm saying when you just think of the, the yeah. overall guy in general, do you think Razor Ramon first or Scott Hall first? Again, it depends on like why I'm thinking about it. If someone mentions mm. the name Scott Hall, then I think yeah. of Ra- of uh, Nitro. Yeah, because the, the runs are equally long as Razor and Scott Hall, so it's, yeah, like, it, it's almost like exactly the same. I think the Razor run is better, but I think the Scott Hall one is more impactful, yeah. know, more important. True. Look at that selling. Oh, here comes Diesel. Oh. Beautiful flying shoulder. Man, Diesel is another guy that got too much hate for his in-ring work. I really never understood it. When he wanted to fucking go, yeah. he could fucking go. I never... I know that people had a problem with him in WCW or whatever. because well, he was... He didn't try. Also, WCW was stupid. Yes, I know. I've been telling you this for like, a long time. In the case of Nash booking, it was one of the dumbest decisions they made because they gave it to somebody that literally, like, was a self-admitted... Like... Like, even at the time, was like that he was just in it for himself. It's like literally handing it to, like, a snake. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's in his nature. I know. Like, he's not going to give a shit. Fuck. They're going to fucking pay me all this. Whether I try or not, I'm going to fucking not try. I don't fucking care. And on top of it, then it's like, you're going to give it to a guy that's already political and just, like, he's going to put himself on top and he's... He's literally telling you he's going to put himself he, on top. He denies that he did that, by the way, that he says he didn't take over until February of 99. But either way, I don't mean him as a booker. I mean him in the ring in WCW. Yeah. He doesn't do dick almost <laughs> ever. But it's not... Again, it's because Kevin Nash... Was smart. He doesn't have to try. He, They're not getting guaranteed money here in 94. They gotta try. Exactly. 96 onward? I really don't blame him. Fucking pay him out. Yeah. Fucking, Hall I, barely tried, too. Yeah. I, no one tried. I really don't blame these guys. Other than they tried in their intro. When like they when, had when to When the try. NWO was new. They had to stay over. Right. Once they were over, they didn't need to give a shit. I know. I mean, that that is the trouble with guaranteed money. You get all the best wrestlers... But then they, they stop caring after yeah. a while. If they're motivated, then they're motivated. But if they're not, you can't do a damn thing about it. You know, they got a fucking guaranteed contract. There's no incentive. Anyway, uh, brains are going to break your trouble. body yeah. when, when you don't have to. I'm fucking 40 years old. Fuck, I, I want to enjoy my time with my Just wife. pay me $700,000 a year. I'm not going to give a shit. The oh, fuck? Shit. Yeah. I ain't working for 500 people on Red Deer. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Getting 25 bucks a night. I have to fucking bust my ass. Nash is honestly one of the most realistic. I know. Like, as far as, like, in the business I've ever heard. Like, his logic is usually pretty sound. From a like, business standpoint. Like, he's yes. not. Like, when you listen to him explain why he does what he does. From a really, business standpoint. You really don't blame him at all. And you start to, like, side with him weirdly. On certain things, yeah, I do. Like, you're like, huh. Absolutely. Like, he's, not, he's not being stupid here. Absolutely. Oh, oh beautiful hip toss counter by Sean Duck under by Razor this time. Oh! oh! That's how you build a sequence, man. Just beautiful. Yeah. This match is gold. This is like a four-plus star match. I now, know we're not calling the yeah. whole thing because that gets old. Right. But, you know, this really is, folks. If you haven't seen this, you can watch it now. We're now, watching it. HBK, on the other hand, is a different animal as far as... Um, you, you want to talk about him more? No, no, this no. This is a Scott Hall tribute show, you know. You no, I'm talking I, about Sean. I'm talking about the people around this match. It's what? like HBK what about and Waltman yes. are somewhat different because those are guys that... I feel were like wrestlers and they really cared about the craft a little bit more. 
Uh, I think so. I agree um, with you there. And I think like, Hall cared about. Oh wait, 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 hang on here. Stay with uh, us. Here we go. Holding Diesel. Diesel's holding. Oh, uh, Sean with a super kick. Second time now. That's the second time ever, right? Yeah. I agree with you. I think Hall cared about his craft, but I don't think he did in WCW as right. much. He definitely did here. Absolutely. I think Waltman was always chasing respect in his career. Probably. Um, get, to get good opponents and stuff like that. And he, he got some. Back in 98, I think they really hit on like a good version of Waltman. Yeah, because he was a little more limited because of his prior neck injuries and knee injuries and things. So but he also was like really truck. Somersault plancha by Sean. Yeah. God, is he good? Yeah, on the on the week to week programming in '98, he was great. He was a perfect balance of like, just like, good in the ring, but also a good character. I agree with you. Yeah. What what a fucking yeah. worker! That God, awesome. he was so good. Here comes Razor. The crowd is awesome during this. Yes, they are. Oh my god. Duck under by Sean. Sean is, by the way, awesome in this match, too. Yeah. Everyone is. Everyone is good in this. Whoa. Fall away slam. Diesel's still out, by the way. I love it. On the apron. Here comes uh, the one, so, two, three so kid. And now's where, like, main eventer Shawn Michaels needs to pull it out and, like, survive this shit. Yep. Right? Fall away slam by Razor onto the kid, onto Sean gets two. Yeah. Woo! This is where the, the, the aspect of Sean's character of being able to take a bunch of punishment is factoring in. Correct. You see? Here comes that top rope suplex. Do you remember the finish to this? It's really good. I don't remember it at all. I think you'll like the finish. Oh. Sean rolls over. Razor rolls what? over. One, two. No. Kick out by Sean. This is a hell of a match, man. This is not an overrated match. This is a great Very back match. back and forth, yeah. Body slam by Razor. Diesel's still down. Razor Yo, looks man, around. What's that? Says, fuck it, man. Here comes the kid. Are they going for a finish here? Let's see. Kid going all the way up. Razor going to rocket launch him. Yep. Here we go. Uh, right on to Sean. One, two. Whoa. Two. That was like a, like a, like a, just a lift. Tiny lift. Here comes yeah. Razor again. We got to put Sean away. Sean trying to revive Diesel desperately. Razor letting him. Very Winding good. up. Oh, took his head off with a close eye. Razor, one, two, throw. See, the way HBK is here, this 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 rubber banding where he can just kind of come back and forth. I always feel like Jericho adopted a lot of that. Yeah, maybe. Like that, oh. that was the. That's why I liked him. Maybe. Oh, Sean grabbing oh. a sleeper. By the way, Razor booted Diesel yeah. to the floor. This in is the meantime. also why I fell in love with the HP character. What HBK character was the? How much more do you want to talk about Sean today? <laughs> no, I just mean to say it's like because we're seeing Sean vs. Razor here. I understand that because you like him, right? He's yeah. a good wrestler. Is that why? I like it. Quinn likes Shawn Michaels. If you didn't know, it's his favorite wrestler ever. But it's like I like Razor because he's imposing and strong. But I just mean to say it's like I think the dynamic is good. What? You can talk about it all you want. It's okay. You're just getting so mad about it. I'm not getting mad. I'm just being a uh, I'm being a counterpoint because yeah. it keeps the show interesting. Yeah. Instead now of Diesel is still just <laughs> out of it from this. That's a pretty powerful super kick, eh? <laughs> if I just agreed with you the whole time, yeah. it wouldn't be as fun of a show, would it? I have to. This is part of what we do as a performance. Yeah. Here, anyway, anyway, the kid coming in. Hey. He just said, "Fuck it." He punched Sean off a racer. <laughs> I don't well, blame the, him. The ref is just completely lost control. Kyoto, well, because he's only referee. Mike yeah, Kyoto. he doesn't have as much power here. No. Diesel starting to stir slowly as Kyoto starts his count. Both men down. Sean and Razor. Gotta say, it's an interesting two parts of a match here because before it was 
you know, Diesel really kind of controlling everything. Yes. And now it's now it's Sean holding down the fort. Yep. Like basically yeah, like playing, playing defense here. After accidentally knocking out yeah. Diesel. All right, let's see. Both men stirring. We're about up to a five count. Sean up first. Razor going for a double leg. Slingshot. All the way to the oh. post. Sean's down. How's he going to survive this one? I don't know. Both men down again. Diesel's trying to grab a rope. Oh, boy. This is getting dicey here, yeah, Quinn. They're doing that. Now they're doing the part where they let us all think about the situation. Yeah. <laughs> like, everyone's out. Evaluate some things here. Let's uh, evaluate our decisions. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Sean seen talking to Kyoto. One, two, three kid is just, like, held back. He can't tag in. Yep, he can't do anything. He's he's there with his puppy dog hair. Yeah. All right. Diesel's starting to climb slowly. Razor to his knees. What did Sean even do to get Razor down this much? Because it just looked like Razor was kicking his ass before. I think they just... Razor's just tired, right? Yeah. Here comes the kid. Okay. Kid's got to get something done here. Yep. Sean is prone. Kid all the way up top. Beautiful oh, flying leg wow, drop. Sean didn't even get up. Two. Throw. Oh. Diesel climbing to the ropes. Jeez, finally, he's getting up. Irish whip. Drop down. Big oh. move by Diesel. Covered by Sean. Oh, Kyoto totally missed it. One, two, three. Oh. Great finish, wasn't I it? I love the music. I know. Oh, conk. The big imposing. Oh, my God. Look at that. What See, a finish. This is what I mean. I love matches where you just survive. Yup. This is like exactly what I like. Everyone in this match was on their A game here. Yeah. Four plus. I don't know what it would be. It's weird that Diesel beat him with a big boot. But I'm a kid, it makes sense. It'll yeah. be Sean caressing his tag belt, yeah. by the way. <laughs> See, they're still friends. Yeah, they are. Diesel's not mad at them. It was an accident. Well, because Diesel can't be. I mean, Sean basically, like, after that. <laughs> he like, saved their asses. He saved their asses, yeah. Ooh. And what is this? Oh, good. Now I get to talk about Bret Hart because he's in the match. Bret got... Hart and Razor Ramon. Versus Jeff Jarrett and Hakushi. Is Jeff Jarrett was bold enough to think he could beat Bret Hart in the storyline? Yeah, because he had already beat Razor, remember? What is Hakushi's involvement Bret Hart. Here? Okay. Now, I know what this is from. This is Super Slams. Is this that weird tape that they were advertising on Rumble 95 that I was like, what the fuck no, is this? No, that was a different one, but this has uh, Stan Lane and Gorilla. I can tell by the font that this is like a one-hour tape. Yeah, one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah Gorilla, Stan Lane, yeah. Probably filmed in 94. 95. Oh, it was. Call scene video banner, of course. look like they're too big for the arena. I know. This should be quite a tag team confrontation, as you know. What is this match? It's like weird. You know, Red Hart and Razor Hey, my two favorites. See, you got you got your favorite. Yeah. I get mine now. So the thing about Bret Hart, and I'm just kidding, is that he's good. When I was a kid, though, see, I have a personal story about this match. Really? When I was a kid, as Bret... Let's see what girl says. That youngster! Let's see. Nope. Former two-time this, that, and the other thing. When I was a kid, I always wanted to see Bret Hart and Razor Ramon team up. Oh, really? I really did. Because they're my two favorites. So there you go. You got to see it. And then the Super Slams tape came out in 95. <laughs> one hour to tape. seek it out? I know. I found it at Suncoast Video. Oh, it was like really? 10 bucks. That young man will never ever forget that moment. In oh, Razor in the Jeff blue. Jeff Jarrett, though. You got to deal with that to see this. this like, is, their opponent isn't good. I like uh, I like Jarrett when he's with the roadie. Yeah. As we talked about in the Rumble this review. This fucking tiny ass place they're in. Yeah, where are we for this one? Worcester or some I shit? The, I can see the windows. <laughs> it's, that, it's that small. Not even the ceiling, the windows. Yeah, Hi, Andrew Rogers. You can already you can see out the door. <laughs> All right, so Brett's saying he'll start. Yep. No, I'll start the match. 
You know, I think I could start a good match against you know, Ibushi. I know a thing or two about tag team wrestling. Pretty good guy. I used to be a tag champion, you know. Referee Mike Kyoto again. Uh, we're in the black and white stripes this time. Now, it is after uh, going to Memphis stall the opening here? I don't know. I mean, Hakushi's starting. Brett sizing him up. I loved Hakushi. Like, I loved him in WF. I didn't love him because he was a bad guy. I was. I like, just thought he looked cool as shit. I thought like, that. Yeah, I agreed with that. I didn't want him to win, though. During the time where I was, like, understanding that, you know, like, I thought Japanese anything was really cool in the mid-90s. Sure. And, like, I thought Hakushi with the writing all over him. I was like, that looks fucking awesome. Did you like sushi? Yeah. I started to, to like sushi. And, it's Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> Side headlock by Hakushi. Oh, by the way, those of you that are unfamiliar with the Gorilla Monsoon Stan Lane team, Stan Lane does the play-by-play -play when they team. It's not good. But because Gorilla can't ever get it out of his system, he also calls moves. I like the team just because of... So, they don't care! They don't care. They'll they'll be honest about anything they yep. say. What a jerk, Stan Lane! Fuck him! This em. really comes off as like a house show match. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a dark match from a taping. Yeah. I forget exactly when. It's May, April, May, something like that. Yeah. All right. Probably some raw. I think maybe Ed Strangler Lewis one time made somebody give up for the side right? Squeeze their cranium so hard that the guy, had, well, he didn't give up really. He actually passed out and the referee stopped the match in the water. Um, you know why? Because nothing's happening. Yeah. Gorilla doesn't care. <laughs> like, literally, folks, they're not wrestling, really. It's weird Gorilla t calling a Hakushi match. I know. <laughs> it is. All right, we got a Greco-Roman here. Brett, quickly uh, out of it, though. from the Orient, or whatever he would say. He would. Yeah, he would definitely say that. Wrist lock by yeah. Hakushi, standing I right on the mat. Totally, like, incorrect. Yeah, he would. Yeah. yeah. That's a gorillaism. Brett with a kip up. Nicely done. And reversal into a wrist lock. Back by Hakushi. Wow. And Brett looking for a way out of this. What are they talking about? I don't know. Oh, slam dancing. Yeah, I do that. Man, Hakushi just... Nice shoulder buck. So unique at the time, really. For WWF, yeah. When he was motivated, which he was sometimes, uh, he could really wrestle. I was it was a shame that he just kind of left. They, they, you know, they turned him face. They teamed him with Barry Horowitz going to 96. It wasn't very long. He was and, there for a little over a year. Right, which is, it just was always weird to me that he was kind of like, fuck this place so quick. Like, it's like he had like a downturn for like a month or two and he's like, fuck this, I'm out of here. Uh, did he leave or did they let him go? I don't know. That, I always got the impression that he was like, I could go make more money in Japan. Maybe. Uh, he probably uh, could at that yeah. time. <laughs> Honestly. I mean, he was like Japanese Undertaker over there. He did. He wrestled the Undertaker in right. Japan, you know. Anyway, uh, armbar by Brett on the mat. I always thought his fucking entrance in Japan was just amazing. Yeah, like, was, the idea that they take him and he comes out in a coffin and yeah. he, like, breaks out of it. I was like, that is that is cool. Didn't Sean do that entrance at WrestleMania, Wrestle 25? Where Sean came out of a coffin? Sean was all in white. He did like a reverse Undertaker. He did like an Undertaker oh, no, no, inspired. No, no. I'm talking that Hakushi was... No, I know. He broke out of a coffin. It broke out of it. What yeah. did Sean do, though? He did like an Undertaker-style entrance, he but he was from, in white. Like, he was on like a lift. Is that what it was? came down or whatever. Okay. I don't remember. Well, the idea was that the Undertaker bread. was the dark side and Sean was the light. Yeah. So, like, yeah. So, uh, for those of you on the uh, audio... Hakushi bailing out here. What are we in a church? What is this? Or is this Worcester? One of those? All I know is one thing is the roadie's there and he's infinitely better than Jeff Jarrett. Yes, this is true. Yeah. Uh, however, uh, Akio Sato is here as well as Shinja. Yeah. Mr. Saito. I mean, he, no, not Mr. Saito. He's that guy that. Sato. Sato. Mr. Sato. Sato is the guy with Kemp right. Tara that threw the thing through the Wendy's that yeah. Shawn Michaels ate. Right, right, right. Connecting is, everything. This is, the, this is the guy from the Orient Express, like 
first, like the crappy one, the crappy one. Yeah, <laughs> that's all you have to say. Yeah, the crappy one. The one from WrestleMania Six. Not bad company. Where they won because oh. of the powder or whatever. There was some cocaine. Yeah. All right, here comes Jarrett and Razor. Now, Jeff Jarrett doesn't like this because nope. Intercontinental Champion. Is Jar Jarrett the IC Champ at this yeah, point? Yes, he is, and Razor wants that belt back. Hasn't flipped yet. No. Big right hand by Razor. Down goes Jarrett. Irish whip by Razor. Reverse by Jarrett. In retrospect, this felt very temporary to me. What did? This Jarrett? Jeff Jarrett thing. Oh, God. As a kid, Quinn? It felt endless. I could not wait for him to lose. I just mean to say, it's like... Like, I felt like there was a, a ticking clock on Jeff Jarrett. Well, like, as I a heel champion, like a yeah. that he would have a real match... Like, where he couldn't get away. Like, he was screwed. He had that match in uh, July. Shawn Michaels. Like, Who do you think I was rooting for? Yeah. I, when I, I remember Michaels. when that was booked, and I was like, I don't, it's care, over. I don't care what Jeff Jarrett <laughs> yeah. does. Like, like it's over. There's no way he's getting... Like, he, he just snuck past Razor Ramon. You think he's getting past Shawn Michaels? Right. And he avoided them again at... Girl, I just mentioned fortune cookie, so there yeah. you go. Hey, see, this is what I mean. It's like, like, she's Japanese, not yeah. Chinese. Anyway. Yeah. It's gorilla. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that... It's anyway, like you're right, though. Weird gorilla. This is also a weird thing, like Razor Ramon. You're right, teaming with Brett. I, it I is a weird team. I don't think it melts. Like, I don't like it. They're just both good guys. That's yeah. all they have in common here. Yep. I love the proud Coliseum banner. Yeah. <laughs> it's very obvious. Like blocking the view. It's so big. Or if you're in the top it's deck prob there. It's probably hiding unsold seats. Yeah. Probably camera kills off there, but anyway. What are they even talking oh, about? Regular, Marty? Hit, Marty Apple? Who? I don't know. Marty Apple? You Years ago, you know, I had Marty pegged his deep pockets, but that's all turned around now. Yeah, you never know. What are they're, they? They're worse than we are. They don't even care. <laughs> they're talking about the match maybe less than we are. Well, I know that arena. Where is this? It look the 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 barrier looks uh, WrestleMania ish because gold. It's Worcester, isn't it? Maybe. It's not Lowell. Mm -hmm. Is it Lowell? Is this where Sean uh, cried and with the beard the it second like the time? The same arena, not the event, obviously. But no, not the event. But like when he lost his smile. Yeah. Was it here? Perhaps. Did he find it here? Like, no, where he did he lose he it? Find it. He lost it here. Where did he lose it though? Do you know? Um. It was somewhere in between a couple of things. It was gradual smile lossage. Did he have it at the Alamo when he beat Sid? No. Oh, he already... He, no, he, I'm sorry, he did. He lost it after the Alamo? Right. It was when him and Brett had that big disagreement about WrestleMania 13 or whatever. <laughs> Corner whip by Jared on Brett. Back first goes the Hitman. This match is a very Coliseum video. No offense. I look back on that. On what? I think the... I think they shouldn't have ever booked Brett versus Sean at 13, the more I think about it. Why? Just because I, I oh, don't know if I want to see a repeat of that particularly. Oh, you mean he didn't want Sean to lose like he was supposed to? Well, no, even I that, I just yeah. didn't see the well, he felt the same I didn't way. see the purpose of it. Because it was a hotly anticipated rematch. Yeah, but they could do that. At, like I liked it better where it ended up like at different events. Of course you like how it ended up. I know. I just mean to say is that you're I don't, really ramping up the show. Is this not, revenge just, for last week? Just not at WrestleMania. That's all. It's just they already. Oh yeah, did. not at the biggest show of the year. Let's just do it at, at some Re dopey show instead. They, they already did it at WrestleMania. Is what so I mean. So what say. makes the WrestleMania match stand you just out more? Didn't want Sean to lose the Brett the way he was supposed to. Mm. I mean, uh, does it matter at that point? They've, that mattered to me. Brett had beat Sean twice, and Sean only beat him once. What, I mean, was, the, what was the? What are you talking about? At, at Survivor Series. Remember? It, that doesn't count. 
What do you mean? At Survivor Series 92? That doesn't... That, what do you mean? Hang on. Hang on. Not only President Jack Dunney, but that other flunky of his, Billy Red Lions. <laughs> Just needed to get We that. need to know about that. I mean, yeah. speaking of authority figures earlier, in the audio version of the show, we were talking about authority figures, folks. If you're on the video, check that out, the audio show. You can just turn it off once you get to the review. You know, you can listen to the audio. Um, what other time did he beat him? He beat him at Survivor Series 92 and then when? I beat him. I'm, I'm, you know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of in like the the Knights thing and all that. That doesn't count. <laughs> Sean walked away. It was a count out. They were yeah. one to one on pay-per-view. Yeah. This was the rubber match. And the rubber ended up being at this. Oh, get out of here. What the hell? Yeah. yeah what, what are you doing today yeah. with the Shawn Michaels fandom? I don't fandom? know. Yes, Jeff Jarrett. The Scott Hall a, tribute. a proud headlock on Bret Hart. In case you didn't know Scott this. Scott Hall's not even doing anything in this match. He's doing dick in this match. Uh, no one's doing anything. Let's see what Gorilla's talking about. One I'm thing, still thinking. Yeah, the one thing I'm, I'm this noticing too. This stinks, Joe. This is terrible. Yeah, this uh, match. Not, not tagging in and out fast enough. Yeah, you're right, Stanley. They're not tagging in and out fast enough. You know, this is where I start to feel, right? That Shawn Michaels was a better wrestler no, than everyone? No, so I'm talking about Scott Hall. Oh, okay. It's at this point in time, you know, he's kind of did the best stuff he's going to do. He yes. needs to go to WCW. He, um, and even as a kid, I, I felt like after WrestleMania 11, he wasn't there as much or something. I, yeah. What happened? And then, like, in October, he wins the IC. Like, he has the Shawn rematch at SummerSlam, which he is good. He was kind of this, like, legendary figure, weirdly, already. Right. And it was just kind of like, he was, I wouldn't say he was stale as much as he just... There was nobody to really, like, Jeff Jarrett, really. And then he was, like, pressed into service as the IC champion with the Dean Douglas thing. Like that, yeah. I don't know if that was ever planned. I just, you I, know, I was like, I, it was a real breath of fresh air when he went to WCW. For for the business in general, it was, you know, let's, let's be honest Scott here. For Hall in general. For everyone. Yeah. You're okay with rematches, though, as long as Sean beats Razor in a ladder match, right? Even though we just saw that the year before. You're okay with that rematch happening, right? Wasn't at the same event though. That's all I'm saying. I'm gonna knock you out. That's you know, all that's I'm what I'm gonna, I'm gonna get at. Also, second, that right? match was like, that was like literally booked because the show sucks so much. That was literally in kayfabe. They're like, fans don't want to see Sid. They yeah. want to see a ladder match. Yeah, as Gorilla yeah. said in yeah. kayfabe. They don't want to see Sid fight <laughs> Shawn Michaels. That's a completely different circumstance <laughs> to me. That has nothing to do with rematches or anything. It's just like, let's just, what is the best thing we can possibly do at this point? Because this sucks. That's like, literally what that was. And yeah. there was no build. Like, yeah. Razor was cold. There he hadn't done anything. Yeah, there Girl, was nothing. Girls like, the fans have been campaigning for a rematch. Fuck Sid. Yeah. We don't want to see Sid. Yeah. It's real. All right, here comes Razor. <laughs> Big right hand on so I feel like you really can't bring that up in this case. Yeah, all right, fine. Yeah. Another right hand. <laughs> this is totally different. Irish whip by Razor. Dug under by Jarrett. Oh, he caught the crossbody. Here comes the fall on slam. One thing we can say about Scott Hall's work, uh, as we've been watching here, mm -hmm. he doesn't botch. He's crisp in the ring. Everything looks convincing, right? I can agree. We, honestly, he just is solid. Does this not feel like it should be the end right here? Top rope bulldog? Sometimes it is. It depends yeah, on the match. Oh, Hakushi broke the count. Oh, Brett. This could be the end. This, Brett. Get out of here. This here is go. the end. I yep. know the finish, yeah. Hey, Inside hey. cradle by Razor. There's a pin. Kyoto sending Brett away. over here. Hakushi rolling it over. Oh, no. There we go. Hakushi, walk away. When oh, Kyoto sending uh, Hakushi out of there. <laughs> here comes Brett. Wait, that's all. <laughs> Hakushi being stupid there. Yeah. Brett turned it back over. One, two, three. That was weird that they just sat in it. That why long. do they? Yeah, why do they lose the ability to kick out, like or move at all? I don't know. 
That was odd. Maybe if, it was really cinched in there. It was cinched. Wow, yeah. This is dopey. <laughs> it was a dumb ending. <laughs> a dopey ending. Yeah. I like Rhodey's gear for whatever reason. He's dressed like a Rhodey. Yeah, but he also looks like he could like like be a pit stop operator. Well, maybe they wanted them to manage Bob Holly also. Anyway, I that said was that uh, on the last pay per view, and I, <laughs> I, I stand by it. He could have just managed Bob Holly. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh, I know what this is. What's this? This is Razor's last uh, televised WWF match as In Razor. House, what? Good friends, better enemies. April oh, okay. ninety six. This is the one with the guy with the leg, right? <laughs> That's how I know it. Listen to how Vince is selling the shit out of him, knowing that he's leaving. And this too. was the Vince like trying to like because he didn't want him to leave thing. Yeah, but he was leaving. Yeah. There was no changing that. So this is. Mm. Now what's up with the borders on this one? I don't know. It's Vader against Razor. Boy, Vader looks really fat here. He was, and they have. Well, he could be a lot better if he wasn't so fucking fat. Yeah. Come on, hear me talk about it on the Ross report. Need to work Vader out. is too fat. Mark Henry is too fat. Mm -hmm. Dr. Death should be the champion. And Mark Henry is too fat. So late. I know. Is. So April 96, folks, April 27th, for those of you, I think 27th, that don't know, uh, Razor was not on TV much in 96. He had had the Goldust feud, lost the title to him in January at Royal Rumble. Mm hmm. And then they got into a tizzy uh, after the cry. Remember the crybaby thing? That thing sucked. I don't blame yeah. anybody getting into a tizzy over that. <laughs> and then Razor got into a tizzy with Goldust, and then they changed that out, um, suspended Razor conveniently when he said he was giving notice. And then um, <laughs> and they said he failed the drug test. Maybe he did. I don't know. I don't care. And yeah. then Razor was missing from WrestleMania. Yeah. Because if he's leaving, we don't want him to get that payday. Right. And he was randomly just promoted for this match, and then he did. I don't even know if he had any TV matches in between. <laughs> They're just like Razor Ramon's fighting Vader. Very okay. thrown together shit. Very thrown together. Um, I've seen it. I can't say I've seen it a lot. So I why don't, don't remember. We... Vader definitely wins, obviously, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, let's it, give this one some do. Let's see. Because I don't. Gotta, you got to lose on your way out. That's how it goes. You do the job, as they yeah. say. Cornet in his worst form here. Yeah. <laughs> Camp so, Cornet. I hate Camp Cornet. I don't have anything against Cornet the manager. I really like him. I just Camp don't Cornette like this era. Is a low point. Yeah, in, in his history, career, in the history of Jim Cornet. It is. All right, let's see what goes on here. Terrible. <laughs> Vader, the newcomer to the WWF, and yeah. Razor, the uh, mainstay at this also point. A big comer too. I'm very big. Oh, I, I realized what I did there. Sorry. I didn't, I didn't say anything. Yeah. Lock up here by the big comer, and uh, Vader's <laughs> gut is huge, by the <laughs> That's way. That's what I mean. He's so... Oh, my goodness. Holy moly. Too much spaghetti is or something. Is he hiding a washing machine in there? Yeah. What is this? I don't know. I don't know he, how he's holding that up. That is not, like... Listen. That's not normal for Vader. Yeah, I was just going to say, I know Vader's big. Yeah, that is not... I get why they were like, hey, can you lose some fucking weight? Yeah, holy shit. He does not look good here. Let's see how he moves. Timmy White is the referee. I'm like, it looks like he's pregnant or something. Take it on the big comer here. It could be a small <laughs> child in there. Oh. Like full grown. Like, five meter. <laughs> not, right. not even, not even a, like, you know, like more like a five year old or something. Well, he is his, a pappy. In his belly. Razor <laughs> uh, shoved off here. <laughs> so huge. Looking a little, uh, yeah. looking a little uh, mad. Yeah. Ooh, the mad guy. He looks like Boy Meets World Vader. He is. Yeah. Boy, Eats World. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, enough with the fat Jimmy joke. Jimmy Eats World, Vader. <laughs> it just takes some time. Yeah. Anyway, he's in the middle of this match with Razor here. Mm -hmm. Maximum in the corner, nice and slow. I don't remember this being good. 
I don't remember if it's good or not either. Yeah. That's why I'm kind of interested here. <laughs> we won't watch this for our pay-per-views for a, a year, so good. We got. Pl- <laughs> I'm gonna have to review it again. Yeah, but this. I have to give it a star rating though. Then at that time, here yeah. you don't have to. Do you think Razor looks demotivated, or is he he's still normal Razor? What do you think? He just looks like, at this point in time, he just felt like Ooh, the rights. legendary Razor Ramon. Like the, the, That's how Vince was treating him, even, like right? Like token, like, like nothing. Yeah. He, I mean, it's hard to be something when there's an in-your-house banner hanging over your head. But I'm just saying he's all reputation at this point. He hasn't really done much in 96. He yeah. put baby powder on the one, two, three kid. Yep. And he got punched by Goldust in the groin in that brawl I in the snow or something. What the, like, it wasn't even just, like when he decided to leave like you're right it's like there was a point where they were just like yeah he just exists like, it was like the last year of his run yeah it was very odd when he didn't win and we'll talk about this this weekend uh, Wrestlemania 11 review when he didn't win the, the IC title from Jared at 11 I was surprised I was like wait they're not ending this right. bullshit I thought for sure he's winning the title back it's over and then he never seemed as good again yeah after, after that I know. But I'm talking booking-wise. I don't mean wrestling quality. Booking-wise, he never seemed as important. You oh, know what it was? He's over, though. Honestly, what? you know what it was? If you look at the whole card top and top to bottom? Yeah. If Diesel's the world champ, right? But he's a face. In so Razor can't feud with him. And yeah. then on top of it, if you if you go down the card and then the Intercontinental title, but like Sean... He sort like I always looked at a like at ninety five like why is Sean I, the whole year I was asking why is Sean not the world champion I was no meanwhile see, I, Brett's I, fucking around with Isaac Yankum that's a whole different and then Razor Ramon's just like left with the shaft like he's just like at the it's bottom a, of that tier and it's like it, yeah and it just really sucked what Irish whip by Vader hang tight here duck under by Razor off the ropes Razor's moving great he still looks good yeah and I really felt Sean was only the IC because he can't get Brett the IC because no, that would be no, like no. a demotion. They were building Sean. I agree that Sean was the... Just pausing for a second so we don't miss the action. I agree Sean was the right guy to beat Jarrett. Yeah. I really think, retrospectively, it's easy to say this, Razor could have turned heel and challenged Diesel or Sean and it would have been great. No, Razor should have turned heel and challenged Brett and then Brett would have something to fucking do. Fine. That okay. would have been better. That would have been fine too. They had too many faces. I think a heel turn for Razor would have been good. I agree. Because who were the top heels? The Million Dollar Corporation. Yep. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, Razor's edge. No, he never got a Razor's edge on that fat boy. He yeah, was a big boy there. Razor right back in. There's just no sold that. <laughs> Razor's like 450 pounds. Or Vader is. Yeah. Big Holy Van Razor. Shit. Big rights by Razor. I have never seen a belly like that on Vader. I'm sorry. Like, this is, like, one of the worst shape I've ever seen Vader in. I didn't realize how bad he was here. What shape is it? Rhombus, sir? Yeah, it's it's rotund. Cornette trying to revive him. Vader Rotundo over here. <laughs> Shut up, Cornette. <laughs> King. Big rights and lefts by Razor. Vader no-selling him, though. A little bit. Oh, spin around. Vader goes down. Spin a Rooney there. A lot of selling from Vader. I, I always Vader's noticed. Belly protruding there. I'm sorry. It's just really nice clothesline. This sending is not Vader the down. Vader I'm used to seeing. No, he doesn't look good I'm, in this I'm match. I'm disappointed. Razor is holding up his end of it, but yeah. Vader is really not looking that great. Yeah. Um, but again, without, that was a nice bump. To now, the floor. wasn't Vader coming off injury or something though? He had been injured. Prior to even being in the Royal Rumble. Right, but they so brought him in I anyway. Recall, like, That's why they did the gorilla angle. Couldn't he, like, 
I remember him saying something like he couldn't work out as much yeah. or something. Maybe that's why he's fat. It might be. I think uh, couldn't do his usual jog in the morning, perhaps. There's a lot of people that you know are disappointed in Vader's run in WWF, rightfully so. Right. Because he could have been and was supposed to have been the world champion. And that's no one. He really was supposed to be the champion. It made Sid. sense. It did. I always say, though, booking-wise, he won everything up to that point. Right. It's not like they didn't build him. He pinned Sean at one point. Not not for the title, obviously. Yeah, they treated him with respect. They just also he looked cruddy. He wasn't WCW 92, 93 Vader, though, either. It went, to me, his style wasn't dominant anymore. It was like yeah. he just was like any other wrestler. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's a little bit on him. It's a little bit on them. And honestly, Sid was really over. I don't blame them for giving him the belt. Sid really surprised. That was like a surprise. He wasn't even supposed to be there. Remember the warrior left? Yeah. That's the only reason. Sid was always a wild card during this time because all of a sudden, it, it really felt like Sid was hungry to be like, I'm going to do this wrestling thing. I'm going to fucking finally win a world title. Right? He's like, like, oh, Ted DiBiase's gone. Yeah, I'll come back. Yeah. Right? <laughs> It did feel like in real oh. life, though, that there was some weird added motivation, like Sid was getting older and he needed to, like... Just crank it up a notch. Something needed to, like... He needed to have, like, something to show for, like, being in this stupid business. Right? You know? <laughs> oh, big avalanche by Vader. That'll that'll hurt you. Irish whip by Vader. Off the ropes. Duck on... No! Clothesline sends... When he beat Sean down. in late 96 for the world title, I was, like, weirdly happy for him. I was like, happy. I was, like, I was like, okay, finally Sid is, like... And he's over. It's and most like, over in WWF he ever was. Yeah. It really was, was that good. match? All right, That's Razor. going into WrestleMania 13, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we talked about WrestleMania 13 a little bit last this week. This match is not very good, by the way. Very slow. It's, like, competent, but it's slow. Yeah. When Razor's in control, it's fine, but Vader is not doing much. Ugh. Cornette whipped up the crowd and then quieted them down. He's a genius with that. Whoa. Cornette. Vertical splash by Vader. One, two. Three, two, four. Okay, let's... Can we... They finish it off here? He kicked out before the four count. Uh, I don't know when this ends. <laughs> but I know... I'm just hoping this isn't the last match. On the That's, tape, because we're getting... Even if it is, it's Razor's last WWF match yeah. as Razor Ramon, I'm saying, you know, in this run. I hope we at least get to see you. don't know who I am. I'm sure we will. But you know what I mean, or whatever. But you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah that's what he says. Y'all, yeah. she's just 17. Yeah. You know what I mean, man. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Razor going for the suplex on Vader. Wow. He got if him Vader up. wins by some weird, like, reverse roll-up bullshit instead of, like, a power move, that's stupid. I know how he wins. <laughs> yeah, this is not great, but I, I'm not blaming uh, Scott Hall for this one. This is pretty putrid, actually. You think? I hate this match. I'm bored. What if I, I, I wasn't here, you'd be even more bored. Yeah. You want to talk about how great Shawn Michaels is a little bit more? I don't think you've done that enough in no. every match in this show. I'll talk about how Boy Meets World is a good show up to a certain point. Yeah, this point. Because Vader's there. Oh, he's going for the Vader bomb. I like the later era where they went, like, um, they were, like, in later high school. I don't like it. Like, it's okay. I, I like when it up they went to, to about, college, it got a little stupid, but... I like it up to about 96. Yeah. Anyway, Vader bomb. Here it comes. He got him. There it is. Okay, that'll be it. Let me get that poundage. One, two, 
Kick out. Wait, what? Okay, that makes Vader look bad. No offense. Hey, I didn't book it. <laughs> that's pretty bad. I know, a guy that's leaving. Yeah. I'm not so sure it wasn't a three count. Give him another one. It looked close. Nonetheless, the official was right there. Maybe they just felt like, I don't know, Razor's supposed to be a legend or some shit. Listen, I mean, the fans, he is over. He hasn't done dick all year, really, and he's over. That's a testament to him. never ever look bad. Yeah, I know. It's a testament to Scott Hall. Yeah. Oh. Headbutt by Vader. They're like, we don't know this Vader guy. <laughs> Suplex by Vader. Oh. Uh-oh. Is Vader Bomb, do you feel like Vader Bomb's a good finisher? It's okay. It's like, for some reason, it feels like he should have something better. I like when he does the power bomb, but yeah. that's, he does that less in the WWF. That was more of a WCW right. move. And he does the moonsault occasionally. Remember when he has to, like, really try? Yeah. <laughs> now, is this where Vader's nipples cut open this match? No, that's when he fights Gorilla, isn't okay. it? Remember Gorilla, like, chops his nipple off or something? Cut nipple. I remember seeing that on the Raw magazine cover, and it bothered me for I would always stare at it. I would be like, ew. Like, staring at the nipples? It always, like, scared me. Vader's nipple. And I'd always ask myself when I saw it as a kid, I'd be like, how did that happen? Self? How did this happen? Yeah, like, that seems, like how the fuck do you cut your nipple open? Like, gorilla chopped it. Uh, I don't know if that's really why I'm just joking. I don't the angle even with that. Like, I'm not messing with Gorilla's chops. Oh, what's Vader going for? A DDT? No. Is this over yet? No, it's not over. Oh, my God. Going for a suplex. Oh, shit. Wait. Razor reversing this. What? No way. No way. Holy shit, he got it. No offense. This is embarrassing for Vader. Like, in a match that's supposed to put him over. I don't know, though, Quinn. I mean, he had a lot of competitive matches against big guys in WCW. Come on. I just mean to say is that I feel like just by time and place and what, I what agree to that being extent. pushed at, it's like he's oh. having too much trouble here for, for what I guess this push is. Boss Man gave him a hard time in WCW. True. You know what was the most embarrassing thing? When Hogan no-sold his shit? That shit was bad. That's more embarrassing, truthfully. That's more hurtful. Although I agree, he, he's doing a lot of selling, Vader. You know, and Razor did kick out of the Vader bomb. It's true. Isn't that... The Vader bomb kick out is not very good. Isn't that his actual finisher, though? Yes. Why did he kick he's out of it? He's going to do it again. Is he going to do... The, oh, he's doing a vertical. Pumps uh, vertical splash. Was he going to have to go with a moonsault to finish off fucking Vader? Let's see. Or oh. finish off Razor and Mom? Razor's up. Whoa! Oh, my Power God. slammed him off. One, two... The what if Razor secretly wins and we totally forgot? No, I know he doesn't <laughs> win. I know that. Corner whip by Razor. Followed him close in with a clothesline. Nicely done. Corner whip again by Razor. Reverse by Vader. Here's another match, by the way, where Scott Hall. Big kick, yeah. They somehow make Scott Hall look small, and he's like a huge fucking dude. I know. Like, what? How is that possible? But I mean, it's realistic. The Vader's getting uh, having a hard time with it. Bulldog by Hall gets to. You know, I like mean, Scott Hall in theory should clearly be able to stand a match to Vader. He's gigantic. Yeah. Off the ropes, here comes Razor. Oh, clubbing, clubbing forearms by Vader. Cornet, cooling off a little now. Camp Cornet. Stop. Get it right. Don't, please don't say that. Why is King talking about Susan Lucha? Never mind. I don't. It's important. No, it's All my not. children is still on. It's because she hadn't won her Emmy yet. Remember, yeah. a big, big joke amongst everyone. She won in like '98 or something. It took so long. Who cares? Hey, I mean, the Emmys is essentially the Oscars of soaps. Dog, it's a daytime Emmy. Who yeah. gives a shit? <laughs> I'm just saying. It's not. This is the primetime Emmys. 
Not even they, the Oscars. You know what the funny part is? Oh, oh. I swear by 95 or 96 that they were literally like not giving it to her on purpose so that they could like build the storyline. You like, think everything is, is a storyline. I just mean it started to feel intentional to the point. You were saying like, this about baseball. Like at, before every single Emmys for like three years, it was like Susan Lucci has been denied 13 years in a row. Maybe like, it's because they thought she wasn't that good. How about that? Was she a compiler? She just gets to win because she's been around a long time. Give everyone an Emmy. There was some good Erica years that they skipped over. Just saying. All right. Vader bomb. No razors up. Punches him right oh. in the ass. Oh, this is a good <laughs> setup for razors. Edge He's here. doing it. What? Yeah. Oh, oh the ribs oh. gave out. Oh, oh man. Oh, damn. That's that's Vader's bread and butter is, is punching and taking out your ribs. But putting some fucking pork roll on that yeah. bread and butter. Let me tell you that much. Holy moly. Whoa. I want to eat what he's eating because I'm hungry. <laughs> Off the rope. No. Body slam coming up by Vader. I think he's setting him up front here. Slam. Yeah. This is a Vader bomb setup. Yep. Or a moonsault. What's up with that lady in the front row that has Roseanne hair? It's been bothering me like the whole match. Oh, it's uh, it's Roseanne. Oh, okay. We're in Lanford. Yeah. Vader going all the way up or? Where's Lanford, Missouri or something? It's supposed to be in Illinois. It's fictional yeah. though. Vader going up for the moonsault. Whoa. Razor's up though. Punches him in the ass again. Another time in the ass. What a poor, what Whoa. An electric chair on Vader. Holy shit. Oh. Whoa. Damn. Good lord. That was a scary move because Vader yeah. could have broke his neck. He almost, if he yeah. would have fallen back a little further, both men down now. This is wow. slow, huh? There's too much like we're both down going on yeah. there. There's some good spots, though. Good spots. The reason, by the way, folks, that we asked Richard to do something unique is because uh, we wanted to be, you know, we didn't want to do the standard fare. Like the ladder yeah. match we've reviewed. Everyone's seen the ladder matches. You know what I mean? We wanted to just see some other stuff, like a timeline of Scott Hall. Yeah. That's all. By the way, look at that double feature, how it's like bent on the right one. <laughs> yeah, like, that's how they used I, to do it. I didn't notice that. Razor's Edge. You're not going to put him in this. Oh, backdrop. Oh, Vader with a sitting oh. splash. That'll do it. That's definitely, yeah, the ribs. Yep. A sudden sit. And that would do it for Scott Hall as a televised character in the WWF. I don't know if we're going to get, like, the click footage or some shit at MSG, but... We might. Just to cover our bases, obviously his last WWF match would be May 19th at MSG against Triple H. You know who I am, but you don't oh. know why I'm here. And eight days later, he would show up on Nitro. We'll see yeah. if we get it. What a great moment that was. It was. What is with his mask? Oh, oh, oh. NWO Saturday night. I've been talking about this for years. The Starbucks twins. The Starbucks. The Starbucks. What are we doing here? Remember, they would have the shitty jobbers. Beware of the toxic splash. Come on now. 14 times Rhode Island tag team champions. Three and a quarter. Weighing 242 pounds. Beware. Yo, Roskit. Roskit. Now let's get up to the ring with the world's largest announcer. The giant. The giant. Oh. Welcome in, W.O. I remember this being in black and white, not. Did you see in Virgil in the back, like a yeah. Street Fighter stage? Oh, yeah, the ref had a mask on, remember? Because you weren't supposed to know it was Nick Patrick, but it yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this was so fun. It like, is fun. This uh, is a funny concept. Yeah. They, didn't, they only did it for like a couple of weeks. Yeah, it wasn't long. So, for those of you on the uh, audio, that's giant ring announcing. Yeah. These are jobbers. And it's the WCW Nitro Arena, but it's empty. Now, what what I thought was funny about this was that, like, this there was somewhat of a meta to this as a kid, where I was like, they were very open about how jobber matches were stupid. 
Yes. And it was kind of funny. Like, you know what I mean? It's definitely meta. They took they took a little bit of the joke of jobber matches and like yeah. kind of they were mocking it a bit. Yeah. The fake cheers come in. It's an empty arena. He's reading a piece of paper. It's like a sticky note. Yeah. He's good at it. The fake cheering. Now it's in black and white. This is so doofy. I have no problem with it, Yeah, now, I remember it being black and white, like, the whole time after they started wrestling or something. It might be. Yeah. Like, you like how they're coming from behind the entrance, Mm -hmm. by the way? Because they're outsiders. It's on the outside. It's in their name. Why was there a video of them doing what they just did in it? Again, it's all very meta and mocking. Yeah. I like the fake crowd. That's really funny. (laughs) The handheld October 7th, 96. Is that Sean Wallman doing that? They had a lot of fun with these segments. They did. Is that supposed to be six videotaping this? Because remember how many used to? Yeah. Yeah, This is is very early. This is what I remember. The black and white. This is early in the NWO run. Yeah. Where all of this is like, it was captivating because it was so weird and different. It was very different. That's the reason why this was, you know, a big deal. Yeah. Razor doing his, uh, I like how they are Razor and Diesel. It is Mm -hmm. so funny. Like, they're just being Razor and Diesel. Yep. I really like DiBiase and Virgil in the back. The shitty crowd. <laughs> did you hear the... <laughs> did you hear the... Thought? Oh, they, they poked in the no... no uh, but, the, like, shittily on purpose, yeah. probably. Like, boo. It's, like, all edited poorly. Because you need to hear him say, ring that bell. Yep. JoJo Starbuck against Big Scott Hall. <laughs> Who's on commentary? Uh, a little sportsmanship shown early by Hall. Excuse me, I've, been, I've just been told on headset that's actually Rocket Starbuck out there. He's the high flyer. Of Rocket. Who is that? Tag oh, it's, it's Nash. Oh, Nash calling it while he's wrestling. All well scouted on him there as he goes for the single Look leg. Look at the shit. All in the past. Crappy VHS. Guys, if you're leg. on the audio and maybe you don't watch our video oh, reviews normally, at least turn it on and watch this match, okay? slow-mo. Yeah, because you <laughs> hear Nash into a donut hold. Like how they used replay Blue, blue. This is so stupid. It's amazing. This is like some Tim and Eric shit. Yep. Nash doing like an old time announcer voice. You can't Powering. see the wrestling. <laughs> yeah. All using the superior strength and size against the smaller man. By the way, Sean Waltman up there with them now. Such an interesting <laughs> idea. It is. It's funny. Uh, yeah. Big leg drop. <laughs> that, of course, affects the oblongata <laughs> and Madula. That's not even Ligaments like that's like three seconds ball. ago. <laughs> I know this NWO is really Why is been his on a voice tear. different? Do you notice this? They're doing this. Yeah. Nash duo probably the sound like an old-time announcer. Cosell. Kind of Cosell. Now wait, who's filming? If is it just other footage? Nothing makes any sense. You're not. You're You're not supposed to understand. He says he wants in. Big man Nash wants in. Is he going to take over commentary? And the tag has been made. So, can he actually talk while he's beating him up? That'd be even funnier. Is he going to? Oh, wait. And, uh, and thanks for the handoff, my broadcast <laughs> partner. That's Nash of the Outsiders, one of the founding fathers of the New World Order. Here we go. What is this effect? <laughs> it's just ghost oh, effect yeah, or whatever. They're oh, using everything they have in their, like, truck, aren't it's they? literally every effect on the suite, on, <laughs> yes. the, on the, like, board. Yep. You gotta hand it to the Starbuck twins. Like, horrible just power hit bomb. all the effects. Yep. Starbuck twins. NWO Invitational Tag Tournament. I really, like, I kept saying this, but 
it feels like a Street Fighter stage with those guys in the background, it doesn't does. it? With yeah. just <laughs> DiBiase, Waltman, and Virgil. Hey guys, I really, when I was a kid and saw this, I thought this was like the <laughs> best thing I ever saw. Like, I was like, this is so awesome. I haven't seen this since it aired. I was so like, I don't know, enamored with this. It's funny. Like, I was like, this is so weird. Look at the way yeah. it's edited. It was just like, I always liked the, the, the strange stuff in yeah. wrestling, and this just really caught my eye at the time. It's good. The fact that it was on Saturday night, too, and not Nitro was yeah. kind of interesting. It was. <laughs> negative effect for no reason. As he gets the hit. <laughs> oh, by the way, with a clothesline wall holding the mic. Yeah. And then wooing. Very good. <laughs> and then they just show the replay. And Look at this. JoJo being assisted to his feet by one of our broadcast team. And it's a By one of our broadcast team. The crowd roaring their approval. I like how the giant could call the match, but he isn't. Yeah, he's just there. Courtesy of... This is October of 96, folks. That's what giant's there. That'll do it. JoJo Starbuck. It train wreck to me. Fake cheering Solaris. Oh, here comes Hall. Another exchange by this polished duo. Yeah. They're getting paid for this. Yep. Yeah, but this is actually fun. Yeah, but I'm saying, they're not trying. This is actually entertaining. Fuck, we could just fuck around and fucking hit buttons in the fucking truck. I don't care. Fuck. It's like all our stupid ideas, we get to try them out. <laughs> right. Try to get a word with these guys. Try to get a word with these guys. The cheering! It's like the worst effect. Yeah, too. it's terrible. And the winners of the second round NWO <laughs> Second round. Posing. Why? What is this? It's, it's good. <laughs> the ones that rule. The ones that rule. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. The early days of the NWO are so funny. Yeah. It's like. Oh, that's it. That's it. Okay. Now there is a NWO Saturday night. a paper. A paper. I'm gonna run this down. Okay. So the first thing we saw, Scott Hall interrupts Nate the Rat and takes on Keith Eric and the promo. Uh, that's all from CWA December 26, '87. Okay. Then the uh, vignette that we saw where he was like fishing and shit that aired on NWA World Championship <laughs> June 3rd, '89. The reason apparently that Terry Funk was so over because this was in Amarillo. Oh, okay. That match. The it, match you've all been waiting for. Yes, and that's why they were waiting. That was on Pro. That aired on July 29th, 89, and was taped on the 18th of July. And then the Diamond Stud match uh, against Johnny Meadows, that was from main event September 29th, 91. And according to Richard, it is probably somewhere in Georgia, a.k.a. he doesn't know. It doesn't matter. The Razor Ramon vignette aired on July 11th, 92. Yep. And then we, the Paul Val Van Dale, Car uh, Carmelis uh, Father. Carmel, you were right. It aired on the August 8th Superstars, and it was taped in Worcester on uh, the 20th. Worcester. Martel, we know the yeah. action zone we talked about. Yeah. The Hakushi one. It was Lowell. It was where Sean lost his smile. There you go. Uh, April 5th, right after WrestleMania 11. Yep. And then the Vader one we knew. And the Outsider Starbucks thing was taped in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, right before Nitro right. on October 7th, obviously, and aired on the 12th. So there, there you, you go. go. So to button it up here, and in all seriousness, uh, regarding Scott Hall, obviously he's going to be missed by many wrestling fans. Mm -hmm. and, I'll miss him. And even more so, obviously, by those that worked with him, that knew him, his family, and his friends. What we were able to glean from this, again, this is not by any means supposed to be some comprehensive uh, Scott Hall timeline of his career. You know, we were right. just... 
we wanted Richard to pull out some other things that maybe we wouldn't normally think of yeah, ourselves. So we just get to enjoy Scott Hall one Correct. more time there. Yep. There's yeah. a, a, an incident outside yeah. here, but in the meantime, um, mm-hmm. we just wanted to pay tribute to one of our personal favorite, like, wrestler. I mean, honestly, he is one of my favorites, like, overall, yeah. long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what's going they outside the they window want here. This show to end. I guess so. Yeah. But guys, thank you so much for being with us here as we have uh, romped you through not only a talk about general managers and authority figures on the audio version, but a tribute to Scott Hall. Want to remind you guys to please follow us on Twitter if you don't at OVP Podcast. Shoot us an email. Join the group. If you want the extra stuff, patreon.com slash OVP Podcast and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. Until next time to kick off April, I am Joe Morata. That is Michael Quinn, and we will see you next week. See ya. Hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. (laughs) 